Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you want to listen live in the central Indiana area, you can hear us on 93.5 FM and 107.5 FM. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, what the chicken. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. So we're just looking for you at 116 in Brook School Road. This is a uh, Larceny Bourbon, uh, Luna Azul Tequila, Locks and Shots Show. Week number two of the NFL is officially here later on tonight. So we've got a lot of things on our plate today, seriously. We've got to figure out exactly what we're doing because week two starts. So if you've got a fantasy player that's either on the Chiefs or the Chargers, react accordingly. And then I've got to run home because I didn't do it last night. Got home really late, didn't feel like doing it. I've got to dial in somehow, some way. I've got to come up with the knowledge. I've got to think strongly about it. I've got to use this brain that lets me down more times than not. People back in the station can tell you just that. My family will be the first to tell you. But I've got to figure out how to get Amazon because that's where you're going to find the NFL starter to week number two tonight. It is going to be on Amazon. It's going to be interesting, this. Now, nobody cares. I get it. You care about the game. You care about the uh, the fantasy ramifications, uh, the betting, which we're going to do in our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots here at Joe's Grill today. You care about all that. But I am going to be kind of curious to see the numbers because if this bad boy, for example, were on Fox, you'd be cashing in with huge viewage, right? going to wonder exactly what this is going to do. So tomorrow, I'm sure we'll be talking about exactly what this game does for Amazon Prime coming up. I don't know if a lot of you are in a similar boat as as I am, but yes, I'm going to get home, going to go fire up some Amazon Prime. I don't have it. And watch a little football coming up later on tonight. Week two of the NFL again. It is the Chargers and the Chiefs for you. Both of those teams had really nice starts if you look back at it on week number one of the NFL season. I tell you who didn't. I really kind of all of us, right? But I didn't. Now you're going to hear when I bring on Brent Halverson here of Heaven Hill Distillery a little bit later on, you're going to hear that last week I was 5-11. and 11. While that may be true, I will give you a bit of a caveat to my 5-11 and 11 crap show that I dumped all over everybody last week. The 5-11 and 11 crap show should have been 6-10 and 10 because as soon as I saw the field at Soldier Field in Chicago, I made that change. Now, I only made that change, and I couldn't make that change because this is etched in stone on Thursday right here. We do this thing on Thursday. It is etched in stone. It is in concrete. I bring out a bull float. I float over the top of it. We we make it into some big heirloom, and we sell it to the highest bidder. Actually, we don't do that, but it is etched in stone. 
So I etched that in stone last Thursday, but when I saw the gorilla monsoon, if you will, that was going on in Chicago, and you saw that field that looked like a swamp or it looked like somebody's backyard in Greene County that did not drain adequately enough, you knew, yep, can't take the points. Uh, You've you got to take the points and the Bears at home. So I was really 6-10 and 10 last week. And I'll stand by that. But 5-11 and 11 is what I'm going to have to own. Again, at Joe's Grill, we're up in Fishers today. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. I want you to hang around just for a second. Actually, for three hours. But just for a second, I want you to hang around. Because there was a quote from Shaquille Leonard a little bit earlier today. I think you and I think me and I think everybody that I've talked to that cover the Colts seem to think that this game in Week 2 in Jacksonville is of rather large importance. And I explained this yesterday. If for nothing else, the, the, the pride and the competitive nature and going out and knowing how, you know, I talked about how I, you know, I crapped out an awful one in week number one of my picks. That was one of the worst games you've ever seen. The Indianapolis Colts play. And I'm not overzealous in my description. That was right. Talking about last January. So, We have, I think, a sense of urgency. And it's okay if you don't, if you're Shaquille Leonard or a player, you don't necessarily voice that sense of urgency, but damn straight, you better have it. You better have it. I said yesterday, I mean, this is easy. We can easily, like we did with Blankenship last week, point that finger at him, and easily we're going to point that finger if they don't play well at the head coach Frank Wright. And rightly so. But the finger rarely, if ever, ever has been pointed at these players. And it's going to be. Because if you don't have the realization of the level of importance that this game is, surely you do. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll read the quote coming up in a minute, and I'll let you decide. But let's bring in Brent Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery, my partner, every Thursday for our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We're in Fishers 116 and Brookskill Road at Joe's Grill today. So, yeah, it was crappy for me in week number one. Really, it was for you two, but you were less crappy than me. I went 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, yeah, we take it. it. Week one. Take it. Week one, week three. Yeah. First couple of weeks, you really got to watch and see. But, uh, yeah, it was a tough week. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, Chicago Bears game. I mean, wow. The, the feel was just amazing, right? So yeah. I, I turned on and I saw that little kind of before it, uh, the line started moving a whole bunch. And uh, I jumped on the under, and it barely hit. I thought I was just going to yeah. cruise right in. But towards the end there, it started scoring some points. But, uh, yeah, overall, it was a uh, interesting week one, John. That is like what it. week one will normally dictate yeah. because oh, yeah. there is a great deal, and we're watching here on YouTube Live inside the lounge, a great deal of uncertainty. And we're really, for a lot of these games, throwing a dart at a dartboard. Yeah, absolutely. And week two, is gonna you're going to see a lot of overcorrections, right? Like you're yes. going to see a lot of people betting what they saw week one, but somebody had a bad game, and they're, mm-hmm. they're gonna, it's going to correct itself out. So, again, we say... Tread lightly, weeks one and two. Three, you're going to start to be able to pick up on some things. And, uh, you know, we're going to go through and pick them again. And, uh, like I say, I'm, uh, I think, at eight and eight. And you were at five and 11. Like you say, you made the switch. So yeah. we'll, we'll count that six and 10. No, we don't have to do that. No, etched in stone. But that's we'll smart. That's no. a smart better. We'll look well, at that game beforehand, before it right. kicks. 
A lot of things can change. Well, so. I mean, it looked like a Louisiana swamp up in Chicago. And I thought, <laughs> really man, did. I don't know if I'm going to go with this big yep. number right now. Give the, the home team some points and, and roll with it. But, no, there is such a great unknown. And I will tell you this. Uh, there's a difference. Because what I'm going to talk about regarding the sense of urgency with this Colts team that we all believe is necessary and maybe the players better too, right? There's a difference here. Our sense of urgency when we're looking at it from a Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shot standpoint is you don't want to over-correct, uh, as you mentioned. But a lot of us do. A lot of us will in terms of fantasy football and our teams. I mean, how many dudes after a week wanted a poor performance? And I'll give you a great example. And I think he had like 44 rushing yards and, and had a high, high clip per rush. He just didn't get it that much was Etienne the guy that I drafted at running back for Jacksonville that the Colts are going to see coming up this weekend. I thought that they may have left a lot in his tank in week number one. And a lot of people would look at that lack of production and go, Oh hell, I got to find somebody else right here. And that's normally your gut reaction when you're doing fantasy football. But two things here with what Brent just brought up. One is hang on to him. Because you would think he had production. They'll see that on record. They'll see that production-wise in the stats and then maybe give him more looks, more targets than what they did against this this Colts team. So that is, to me, there's a huge difference between how you look at it from an actual playing standpoint, Brent, and then how we look at it either through betting or fantasy football. And Etienne, to me, is a case in point. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to have a lot of that, right? We yeah. saw a lot of big names out there that didn't do much last week, speaking fantasy-wise and speaking yeah. to help their teams cover spreads and stuff. You know, that's going to change a little bit, and, and people get down on them quick and early. You know, the the waiver wire this week, just watching that, it was like a who's who out there, yeah. right? So everybody was uh, making some moves. And you have guys like Carson Wentz. Look what he did. Who would have thought that? And he's one of the biggest uh, top pickups uh, of the week uh, off the uh, waiver wire. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, speaking of Carson Wentz, how does he carry that on into next week, right? So that was a week one. He looked great. He, he, he really led that team and led them well. So uh, week two is going to kind of show us a little bit more. And by week three, I think we'll have a good handle on things. The Wentz on the road with Washington at Detroit. Yep. And, and to me, shout out to Daryl, who's over there with his Lions hat on. To me, I would look for big things for the Lions in week number two, coming off that close loss to a Philadelphia team. But honestly, I think Sirianni's team at the end of the season is going to be there, certainly within the, the NFC East, but really just within the NFC in general. I think once they figure everything out and, you know, provided they're much better defensively than what we have seen. Absolutely. The thing that would be concerning to me about those Lions is that defense, right? I mean, look yeah. at the, the score of that game, both right. sides. Uh, I mean, it was just a free-for-all. I mean, it was, what, 38-35 or something? Yep. I think it ended like that. Um, you know, that's a lot of points. That's, that's defense is just getting ran over. And, again, you're getting a guy like Carson Wentz coming in that coming in off a high. Uh, can he do it again? We don't know. We'll see it. But, uh, again, week two is going to show us a little bit more a uh, little bit more sample size. It's up Brent Holverson, our Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots for week number two is live at Joe's Grill. We're in Fishers today at 116 and Brooksville Road, this time last week, we were not too far away for week number one, and we were going over the defending Super Bowl champion Rams and the Bills, 
And one team looked gassed up and ready to go because they had been described as the Super Bowl contender and the defending champs. The other looked like they needed more gas in that tank, especially offensively, because that didn't look much like what we saw product-wise from the Rams at the end of last year. It didn't, but again, I think I, I kind of speak a lot about these Buffalo Bills. They are tough. I mean, they're going to be ones to watch again throughout the entire year, but they really got in there and shut them down and you know, start off a little bit slow. I mean, Buffalo struck first, and uh, and then you had a little bit of back and forth. But then it just didn't look like uh, – I still think there's something there with Stafford's – I just don't think he's fully 100% right. Well, he do, certainly didn't look right. He didn't He was inaccurate, took some sacks. They just didn't look right overall. They didn't look like they had enough weapons, certainly. Uh, outside of Cooper Cup, who was still incredible, as he has been, they didn't have much to offer there. Yeah, Cooper Cup, though, I mean, speaking of uh, Stellar, I mean, that guy yeah. right there, man, he just continues to do it. And uh, But, yeah, they didn't have enough to go up against that powerful Bills offense. And the Bills' defense looked pretty strong, too. They, they were able to – you were thinking you're going to see like a 35-31 shootout. Didn't get there, but uh, it was a great game. And, man, talk about these Thursday nights. It might be taking over the old Monday magic, right, because these Thursday night games are – Packed up. I'm gonna right tell now. you this though. Amazon's not paying this big fee to get stuck with you know. The, the, sorry, Daryl. The Jets. Yeah, <laughs> the Lions and the Jets, Daryl. Sorry about that. Just joking. Sorry about that, buddy. Um, no, you're not playing that. Paying that big fee. I mean, you're paying Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit a lot of money, and then everybody's got to scramble and make sure that they have Amazon Prime coming up later on tonight, like me. Absolutely. You got that at home right I, now? I do actually. Son yes. of a gun. Yeah. Look at that, man. That's nice. Yeah, it's you know what again though. I mean, what a way to start the week off. I mean, Thursdays. That's kind of the new. It's the, yeah. again, it's the new Mondays. But, uh, I mean, you got Herbert and Mahomes tonight. That's well, what kind of a Premier matchup? quarterback yeah. matchup right there. That's one and two in the league. I mean, well, call it two and three in the league, put Josh Allen number one. But uh, it's going to be a shootout tonight, too. It's exciting. I can't wait to see it. Ready to get going. I'd love to see you here. We'd all love to see you here at Joe's Grill today. 116 at Brook School Road for our large city bourbon locks. Luna Azul tequila shots before we shovel off here and get you set because Nally and Miller's going to join us coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Anything jump off the page that you can tease? the good folks out there about you know again i think as far as quality of games go it's tonight i think you're going to see the big matchup tonight that's what i'm really looking forward to seeing uh, on a personal level i need to see a little bit more out of the uh, green bay packers that was an ugly display of football last week is uh, lazard back this week he, he, was, he was questionable i saw today he was practicing out there he looked pretty good so hopefully he's going to be back because we didn't have any receivers but roger didn't have time to do anything either yeah, he so. didn't and the thing that i was really pumped about was the green bay defense and they just they didn't look good either so it was, uh, you know, if you think back last year, I mean, Packers start slow. Remember the, the relax era, you know, yeah. with Rodgers? He's going to come back and come strong, and I'm glad we get the Bears. It's a big number, though, John. It's laying at 10 well, I mean, for Sunday Night Football. Last year, Aaron Rodgers talked about his ownership of the Bears. And we'll think in terms of the Colts going to Jacksonville and why I believe they should have an enormous chip on their shoulder. The Bears should have an enormous chip on their shoulder coming up on Sunday night as well. From oh. that alone, I mean, new coach or not, you know, a lot of new players, whatever. Yeah, certainly, those uh, those words, that quote, should be hung up on the locker room wall, right? Oh, that's that's just fuel for their fire, right? So they're going to come in there. But, again, it's a great rivalry. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching that and hopefully getting back on track for Green Bay. But you're absolutely right. they got a little bit of uh, they got a little bit of something to go in there and uh, shut him up for once, right? And no doubt about <laughs> that. Him, that's uh, uh, Brent Halverson. When he rejoins us at 4 o'clock, both Ryan Nally and Ryan Miller will be here, here at Joe's Grill. And they're going to make our picks. By the way, there's a – I don't know if the girl's still in here. Is Amanda in here? Amanda's birthday is today. I think Amanda is Amanda. 
Amanda, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Amanda. We've we got to get Amanda a happy birthday. Cocktail larceny bourbon samples. double Let's shot power, yes, maybe, absolutely. right there. She looks like she needs a little larceny bourbon double shot power right she there. She does. The double shot power. I like that, John. <laughs> absolutely. Happy birthday to Amanda. All right, Brent. Coming up here at 4 o'clock, week number two, larceny bourbon locks and Luna's little tequila shots. Looking forward to it, John. Brent Holverson, Joe's Grill with us up in Fishers, 116 and Brooks School Road. All right. Online, you can find us inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You got us on Twitter at JMV1070 as well. Uh, also, 239-1070 if you guys want to light up some lines. We'll talk about this game. And I'm sure you'll probably be more motivated maybe to talk. I'm not going to make a great deal out of this. I'm not. Maybe I should, but I'm not going to make a great deal out of it because I'm going to be interested on a couple of levels here. I'm going to be interested to see how this team responds on Sunday and then I'm going to be interested to see with the guy that was quoted as to saying this today is in participation. So a couple of different levels here. Here was the quote earlier today, and I talked about what I felt was a great deal uh, in sense of urgency for this team. And listen, that's not a hot take. That's the truth. And that's the absolute truth. If you're a player, you can say that because, as always, you don't want to let anybody in your kitchen, Right? You want to act like it. Anything is this week two. It's what I get told all the time when I drop in my premium wins or in the past, my must wins. I hear that all the time. Plenty of time. Everything is no, this game is no bigger than other ones. Bull crap. All right. It's okay if we know it, but I can bet you this. These guys better know it too. These guys better know it for the sake of themselves and for the sake of their head coach, they better know it. Here was the quote earlier today that I saw on Twitter from linebacker Shaquille Leonard. It's just another game. All you hear about is Jacksonville last year. Last year, it's like talking about your ex-girlfriend. When you're with somebody new, you got to learn from your ex. Make your life better and continue to get better from there. End quote. Listen, I get what you're talking about there. And again, it's all that. We're not going to make this week two matchup any bigger than any other one. But again, bull crap. It is. We know that it is. And certainly these guys, even if you don't say it, better know that it is. Here's what strikes me about it. And I wouldn't have minded this. I wouldn't have minded because you know the whole story from Shaquille Leonard a year ago. You know, he was he was uh, injured and tired and hurting and sore. And, you know, he mentioned he lost his love for football a little bit. And then in your most defeated moment on the field, your worst moment, most embarrassing moment of a year ago on the field, you were getting clowned. You were getting owned by the worst team in the NFL, and they were unceremoniously bouncing you out of the postseason. Here's what I would do. I don't mind if they were to come out and say, you know what, this is meaningful. We saw what these guys were doing, even if they're not all still there, even if they were playing under an interim coach. We saw what all these guys were doing. We saw what they were clowning around and laughing and all this enjoyment they had in an awful season at our expense. One of these days, I hope I do read that. Likely I never will, right? Likely I never will. But one of these days, I hope that I read that. I hope that I read that from a player. I hope that I read that quote from a coach. I hope that I read that quote from anybody. I mean, really, you know, the, the only kind of digging quotes you ever get 
would be from Chris Ballard and normally it's got to do with something we do. You know, it's got to do with Kevin Bowen talking about wide receivers or our endless discussion of wide receivers. All right, wait, wait, listen, <laughs> the, the focus is on the field. I don't mind. I don't mind if you change your tune a little bit because this is different. And everybody sees it. There is and should be a sense of urgency here. Yeah, I know. I can at least do math at that remedial level here. I know that nobody's eliminated from anything with a loss on Sunday, but you can't tell me there's going to be a feel good and there's not going to be a slow march down a path where nobody wants to go if you go down there and lose that game. Again, in that quote, nowhere did he suggest there is no sense of urgency. I'm just telling you one time I wish these guys, and I thought to a man that if they played in that game a year ago or stood on that sideline a year ago and they saw the act that was going on on the field and across from their sideline with the Jaguars, I would be great if, listen, they motivated us a year ago because they embarrassed us. We we had to live with that embarrassment the entire offseason. You know what? And I think they would do the fans good if somebody would step up and say something like that and not just your kind of normal, oh, ho-hum, this is just another game. Right? Does any fan feel like that right now? Anybody out there feel like that this is just kind of another game? And, hey, you know what? You remember Jacksonville? But yeah, it's, not, it's just like your ex-girlfriend and, you know, whatever. You got to move on and get better. Hey, there is no doubt you got to move on and you got to get better. But a lot of these guys, and in particular, Shaquille Leonard is who he is right now in the NFL because of what? Because of having an enormous chip on your shoulder. That is one of the real reasons why he is who he is as a linebacker of the NFL and has been so successful so far. It's okay to utilize that. And fans would understand. And, in fact, fans, if somebody were to say something for real, really how you felt, how you felt about last year, how you felt about basically three quarters in week one, how that isn't you, and how you're going to make all these changes and be what you said you were going to be on Sunday – I think that that would be a motivating cry for fans around here. I think the fans would take to that, roll with it. Be One time, I would love to hear it because make no mistake about it, there is a great deal of a sense of urgency for this team on Sunday. I'm sure they recognize it. Maybe if you don't say it in the form of uh, your public statement to the media, whatever, but you got to know that because it's true. It's not us making it up. It's not the fans making it up. Nobody's making that up. That's the absolute truth on how it looked. And you know that that had to be a stinging effect that lasted the entirety of the offseason. One of these days, maybe we'll hear something a little bit different than, hey, this is just a normal game. Everybody talks about Jacksonville, but they haven't beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville forever. Sunday's the time, and there should be a sense of urgency tagged to that. No question about it. All right, Colts fans, we'll talk about that coming up on the other side. 239-1070 is the number. The email address is jmv at radio-1.com. If you guys want to jump on here, you certainly can. At jmv1070 inside uh, Twitter, inside the lounge via YouTube Live is there as well. We're live at Joe's Grill. We're in Fishers today, 116 and Brook School Road. Brent Halverson, our Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, along with Nally and Miller coming up here at 4 o'clock. 
o'clock. I'm going to try to go. I know Tom Deanhart's going to join us coming up at about 4.30 or so. Hello, Billy. Uh, we're going to try to go back-to-back uh, -back with a Purdue and an IU football outlook coming up this weekend as well. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, Mike Chappell in the 5 o'clock hour. Just getting started on a busy week number two, which begins later on tonight in the NFL, in fact, with the Chargers on the road at the Chiefs. Amazon Prime, if you don't have it right now. What's that? Joe's Grill's got Amazon Prime. They're not like me. What? What? It's on Direct TV. Oh, I don't have to. Where's it on Direct TV, Nally? Look, see. I, oh, really? Oh, for you it is because you have the package. For me, it's not because I don't. I'm <laughs> talking about in terms of me, I don't. Kyle's telling me back to the studio, I'm not going to have it. Bars and restaurants now, can still get it through Direct TV, but normal Nally, people jump like on me here really quick, Nally. All right. Kyle, I want you to repeat what you just said because I, I, this is right now. This is Kyle back at the studio. Kyle, repeat that. Yeah. So if you've got if yep. you've got Direct TV, yeah. If you have Direct TV, you can jump on ninety five twenty six. Ninety five twenty six, Kyle, but Which I can't. Is the Direct TV Prime Channel. Because I'm not a restaurant, no bar. Yeah, no that's doubt. only for I'm not restaurants and bars. But normal people at home have to go to Amazon Prime. Correct. No, I'm not that, that is, normal. That is correct. If you if you've got Direct TV though. That you can but you got it here, brother. That's yes. all that matters. Correct. Nobody right. cares about my situation. Correct. All no, that matters is no, see. Thank you. So don't go to John's house tonight <laughs> for the game. Come here to John's John. Grill. Uh, John's, John's going to have on Andy Griffith on Pluto TV coming up later on tonight. <laughs> Nally, 4 o'clock, brother. Thank you very much. Halverson's back at 4 as well. 239-1070. We're live at Joe's Grill in Fishers. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Ride with JMV. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we're at Joe's Grill in Fishers today, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. That is coming up here at 4 o'clock. I've got Nally and Miller going to stand by. Brent Holverson is going to rejoin as well. Mike Chappell going to be here coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll get a little college football update for you in the 4 as well. And uh, the uh, drinks are already flowing, which is a good thing, too. You know how we do with the samples around here. I can't say, hey, we're going to give you free drinks because people get up my ass about that. But I can tell you that we will be handing out free samples, and our samples are amples. Let me tell you that here with Brent Halverson and Heaven Hill Distillery. Joe's Grill in Fisher's the site today. We would love to see you. Our week two Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. That is coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Meantime, via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, he is a former tight end of the NFL, specifically in this case, uh, brings us good info regarding the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he does it for the Believe Podcasting Network. Clay Harbor is with us. Hello, Clay. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Clay, I could not be any better. Thank you for hopping on here as well. No, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Love talking ball. Love talking Jags. I am um, I'm also reading up on your college stats, and one thing that jumped off the page is apparently you had a hell of a game against my Indiana State Sycamores back in the day. I may have to hang up on your ass. <laughs> oh, who didn't have a hell of a game against the Indiana State Sycamores? Honestly, they had the uh, NCAA's longest losing streak for a Division Dude. One. Dude, uh, 
Clay. But hey, I got some good news for you. They broke that streak <laughs> against us. So they they beat us. My I think it was my junior year, their first win in 27 games. So there you go. Well, I tell you what, this is what you have learned since the end of your football playing career, and now you're doing some media and entertainment value stuff. You, you're incredibly balanced, Clay. That's job well done out of you right there. I appreciate that balance. Yeah, appreciate it. Political. I might have a future in politics. So. <laughs> Clay Arbor, the former NFL tight end, joins us. I'm, um, I'm kind of curious. How did you overall think in week one in that loss in Washington – the Jaguars played in that first game under Doug Peterson? Honestly, I was encouraged. I was encouraged for the Jags. I mean, there was some, you know, there was some disheartening stuff, but overall I liked what I saw. I think Trevor Lawrence is getting criticized a little bit, but when he wasn't getting pressured, he looked good. He delivered the ball. He missed a couple. He missed Travis Etienne early in the game for a touchdown. He missed uh, Zay Jones for a touchdown. He had a couple of misses, but when he wasn't being pressured, PFF had him graded as the, um, I think it was as the third most efficient quarterback, but he was, he gave up, they gave up a lot of pressure. I really loved what I saw with the receiving core and the running backs. James Robinson, ETN looked great. Robinson averaging over six yards a carry, ETN averaging about 12. Christian Kirk, the Jags have a number one receiver now. This guy's routes, he was running meticulous. Very good routes. He was catching the ball with his hands, playing confident. Had 117 yards receiving with six receptions. Zay Jones looked good. The guy looked good all camp. I went down to Jaguars camp. He looked good there. So, overall, I was I was encouraged. Even though he didn't get the win, it's much better than it has been. So, there's that. I don't know if this team's going to the playoffs or I'm not booking my Super Bowl tickets yet. But, overall, it was better than it has been. Hey, Clay Harbor from the Believe Podcasting Network covers the Jaguars and the rest of the NFLs via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You bring up ETN, um, and I, James Robinson certainly got more looks. I was kind of surprised, I guess, at the level because of his efficiency, and I know that's also because of the efficiency James Robinson had in that first game back there from injury. I was kind of surprised with that efficiency that ETN didn't get it more do you think that may change offensive philosophy-wise coming up on Sunday? Well, here's two things. Travis Etienne, people are down on him because he didn't. They're fantasy football. I hate fantasy football owners. Not, <laughs> not in the fact that I – the way they look at the game, you can't talk trash on Etienne for doing what he did when that's the options he got. He did drop a touchdown pass. If you're going to talk bad about him for that, yo, it's his first game ever. The guy's a rookie, missed his whole first season – and he drops an open touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence, okay? He should have caught that. Other than that, Trevor missed him in the first quarter, the first, first or second drive of the game, wide open in the end zone. Every time he touched the ball, there was three plays called back. He looked good. This guy can play. He looks quick. He's fast. He's explosive. He has the ball. He can catch the ball, too. So I look for him to, uh, to get him more involved in the offense. But here's the thing. James Robinson looked good, too. He didn't look like yeah. he missed a step from that injury. So it's, it's a balance thing. How do you get them both the ball? You can't get them both the ball at the same time. So they're definitely going to be splitting carries. 
Hey, Clay, was that just kind of with the offensive flow of the game, too? Because here's what I thought, and I, I talked to Mike Garocco yesterday, who covers the Jaguars, and he kind of mentioned that maybe the, the thought was going into week one not using Robinson as much as they did, but he was so good and was getting into the flow so, you know, so soon, obviously, after that injury that they felt that they should still go to him. Is that was just kind of a, a game flow situation as to why you know the targets and, and the looks and the carries looked the way that they did on Sunday? Yeah, I feel like if the Jags want to downhill attack some team running the ball, they're going to give the ball to Robinson. He loves to run the ball between the tackles. He's a hard-nosed guy. He's a physical guy. Etienne likes to, likes to get on the outside. He likes to get on the perimeter of the defense. If you're giving Etienne the ball, you see something where you think you can get outside, you can use your quickness, you can use your speed to beat this defense. Robinson is more of the downhill, straightforward runner. So I think that's the difference. It, it depends on how you want to attack the defense. And and so happened that the Redskins, the uh, you know the Jaguars wanted to attack them downhill. So Clay Harbor with us, the former NFL tight end, uh, former Jaguars tight end. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, should uh, Trevor Lawrence, in your opinion, be further along at this point in his career, or are you okay where he is presently? I think he's good. Last year was was a, was not a good year, but I mean. You, you can't really, you can't really blame the guy for for that. I mean, his 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 coach was, I mean, was awful. Let's just be real. His coach was awful. Now he's got a good he's got a good head coach. Got plenty of offensive coordinator. You got Press Taylor, Jim Bob Cooter, Mike McCoy, Doug Peterson. You got a lot of guys that played a lot of football in this league and have coached a lot of football in this league and specifically coached the uh, the, the, the quarterback position. I think Trevor looked great. You know, as far as, you know, he's getting he's getting criticized a little bit, but when he's not getting pressure in his face, he's looking good. If they can keep him clean, then he will be, you know, a great quarterback for the Jaguars. So here's the problem. you got to keep him clean. I think the offensive line, Luke Fortner didn't play good enough. Ben Barsh didn't play good enough. Those guys got to improve. Maybe you put Tyler Shatley, a veteran, in there. But uh, besides that, I think Trevor's looking good. He's got to improve a few things, but I'm, I'm happy with where he is. He's Clay Arbor with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You mentioned Christian Kirk, and you know a lot of people thought that the, the Jags overpaid. And let me tell you this, you know, as far as people describing him as a non-number one, they do the same thing regarding Michael Pittman Jr. And Michael Pittman Jr. absolutely is working his way into being a number one without question. What did you see outside of the route running and the efficiency out of Christian Kirk in that, that first game that he can get better at you think over the course of the season and especially coming up Sunday I think he's looking good I think I know the Jaguars um you know got criticized for bringing him in like that but if you see the guys your number one receiver and you saw something he can't be a number one then he didn't overpay and this week the first I know it's the first week of the season but he you know he showed that he can be that guy he played 90 percent of his snaps in the slot though so he's going to be the slot guy. Zay Jones played a little bit more outside. Marvin Jones outside. Evan Ingram, obviously, at tight end. Um, Travis Etienne hit a little bit of slot, too. But uh, I loved what I saw from Christian Kirk. Routes, hands, quickness, awareness. He's, everybody in that field for the Jaguars can catch the football. Zay Jones can catch the football. He led the NCAA when he came out of college. He set the, 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 United, the, the record catches overall this guy can catch the football and he's fast i went to training camp i go who's that that's zay jones well, this guy's incredible 
I played with a lot of receivers in my day. This guy's good. Marvin Jones, veteran, can catch the football. Evan Ingram, you know, up and down, he played okay. He, he, can, he can beat somebody. He can be a linebacker off the line of scrimmage. So I like what I'm seeing from this team, and I'm liking what I'm seeing from this receiving core. So Clay Harbor with us. He's a part of the Believe Podcasting Network covering the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was an absolute nightmare against the Colts in that final game of the regular season a year ago coming off the edge. And uh, you know, certainly Josh Allen, no doubt about that, with the two sacks a year ago. Um, he got off to a great start, certainly, in that week number one. And uh, the Jaguars, regardless of the personnel in Jacksonville, for years now have given the Colts fits. But what about him? Are we, are we seeing a, an elite level, even further transition from this guy coming off the edge? I think Josh Allen will improve. You know, the Jaguars as a, as a whole, they gave up or they allowed the most time of any passer to Carson Wentz last week. They had one sack with Trayvon Walker last week. Besides that, they didn't get any pressure at all. He was standing back there. I mean, he, he looked he looked very, very comfortable. And I think this week with a you know, guy like Matt Ryan, obviously we're looking at it from two different directions here, but I think you gotta get pressure on Matt Ryan. I know they don't want to blitz. Arden Key played very well this preseason. Trayvon Walker very well this preseason. Josh Allen, very well this preseason, but it didn't translate on Sunday. These guys got to get more pressure on the quarterback. And I know they have a couple of speed packages on third and long. I want to see some more of that. I want to see Josh Allen, you know, get get some pressure. He didn't do it last week, but I think he's going to have a little fire lit under under him this week, and hopefully they'll get some uh, some pressure on the QB. So Clay Harbor from the Believe Podcasting Network covers the Jaguars. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. What, what do you make of, of what you see, either have seen in week number one or think about this Colts? We'll start on the offensive side of the football with 37-year-old quarterback Matt Ryan. Well, I like the Colts, obviously. I mean, the, when, when you hear the Colts, for me as a guy that's, you know, I'm not a, obviously not a fan of the Colts, but first thing I think of is, is obviously Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this guy's a beast. He's the best running back in the league, and you think of this elite running game. Okay, they got this great running back, but then the next thing that comes to mind is Michael Pittman Jr. This guy is massive, 6'4", 225. The guy can play. So those two guys that stick out, and then now you got Matt Ryan in there. He's aging. How's Matt Ryan going to play? You know, he's a veteran. The guy's won before. So it's, a, it's definitely going to be a tough game. That's the thought. You know, Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor, you got some. Uh, you got some really good players there. I think Hines is an underrated guy that I, that I know of. But I don't think a lot of people do. I'm always a tight end guy, so I think Mo Ali Cox is, is a decent tight end. I don't think he's a game breaking guy, but I think he's someone that uh, that plays the position right, does does well blocking. So uh, overall, I think you know the Colts and are, are a good are a good uh, good team, and it's going to be a tough tough game for the Jags. Hey, Clay, before I let you go, as a former NFL player, I want to ask you this, because from Shaquille Leonard earlier today, there was a quote about, I'll paraphrase here, about how this Jacksonville game is just, you know, another game. We sit around, you know, I'm talking about we as in, you know, us around here in the media sit around and talk about, you know, the importance of this game and, you know, the losing streak they have in Jacksonville and what happened a year ago in that final week of the season um, as to not really mattering as much as we make it feel and seem like it matters if you were in a Colts position and you have this long losing streak in Jacksonville you got bounced out of the playoffs and you know Jacksonville players were laughing and kind of clowning and 
you know, having a good time at the expense of the Colts a year ago. Would this not, even if you don't say it in the media, Clay, would this not have a profound effect on your motivation coming up on Sunday? Would this just be another game to you? I think um, I think you got to look at it as another game. Obviously, there's a lot of turnovers and rosters, a lot of different things that happen. But, you know, as an organization, I think the coaches know it's important to get this win for them. They haven't won in Jacksonville since I was playing tight end over there in, I think, 2014. Um, yeah. It's been a while. You know, I, I like Gus Bradley. He was my head coach in Jacksonville. I think he's uh, he's going to put together a good plan this week, and he's got a little bit uh, up his sleeve for Jacksonville because of uh, the way things went down over there. He wants to have a good game, get a win. The Colts need a win, in-division game. They lost the last game of the year to go to the playoffs, and who knows? With that running game, they could have went deep in the playoffs. I mean, they could have won at least a game. So I think it's a it's an important game for both teams. First off, the Jaguars don't want to start 0-2 going into, you know, a tough schedule. Eagles, uh, like 49ers on the, on the next upcoming game. So both teams – is, is do or die as you can get in the second week of the season. I think this is it. This is important for both teams here. So this is going to have huge implications on the division. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited for Sunday. Yeah, it's funny. In, in terms, Clay, before I let you go here, in, in terms of the Colts, if you start, you know, 0-1-1, one, and one, and then you have the home opener in week three against Kansas City, and then Tennessee comes to town in week number four, I mean, that does set a stage. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, that sets the stage for a level of football that I don't think anybody around here would like to see, much less Jim Irsay, the owner. That's why, to me, th- this game is is so much more important than, for example, the Shaquille Leonard quote would lead folks to believe when reading it. Oh yeah, the the ownership and the fans and 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 the coaches know. Hey, we got to win in Jacksonville. This team knocked us out of the playoffs last year. This is a division team that thinks they're coming in here. They got a shot at the division this year. New quarterback, new coach. They're trying to set a precedent. So this is a big game. The Jaguars and in Duval, I can tell you, there's high hopes. They don't look at this team as the old Jaguars are just going to get every week. They look at this team as a team, new coach, new receivers, new new running backs. It's just a new team, and they think they're a team that can compete for this division. They don't think it's a Colts division anymore out here. So it's a big game for both teams to build to build on. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. It's uh, Clay Harbor of the Believe Podcasting Network. Where, do, where are you? Uh, are you living in Jacksonville or where are you living? I'm living in Chicago right now, downtown Chicago, enjoying the weather. Beautiful weather out here today, 80 degrees and sunny. I know it's all about to take a turn for the worse in probably about a month, and we're going to be freezing our tails off out here. So enjoying it while I can. <laughs> How far is uh, is your hometown Libertyville? Hometown is Libertyville, yes, sir. How far is that from the uh, – hold on, let me make sure I get this right – the Ravinia Fest? Oh, I couldn't tell you. What's the, the Ravinia – I haven't even heard the of that. Ravinia is like a concert venue. It's like a wine uh, and cheese kind of concert venue. You recognize that at all? Of, I moved out of Libertyville at 10 years old, so – it's where I grew up, but I don't really know a lot of the things that go on out there. That's uh, Northside. It's, um, yeah, north, kind of around, uh, hell, I don't know what I'm talking about, Clay. I should just shut up. It was like it four years ago, man. Am I just getting too old and senile here or what? I just forgot everything. So, yeah. Or me, man, all that CTE taking on these lead blocks, you know, one of them. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe for me more than CTE. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not. Hey, man, let me tell you, you were fantastic. We'll do it again, too, when we uh, turn this thing around and the Jags come back up here. I appreciate you and keep that podcast going, and thank you for the time. Of course. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Clay Harbor, the former tight end of the NFL, specifically for the Jaguars on the Believe Podcast Network. Ravinia Fest, am I, did, am I not right about that? Kyle, you're from Illinois. Help me out here. I've never heard of it. Has anybody else heard of this? Am I the only a-hole that's heard of this? Is this true? No, I went there. I saw Duran Duran and Sheik. I hung out with Nile Rodgers there. Did I dream that? I thought I was there. You can get off the train and walk, and they're like, it, it's um, it's like a mini, it's like a mini ruoff. For example, you have you know you have the stage and the shell and the roof and seating, but then you've got trees and stuff where people can bring wine and cheese. It's real close to where Tom Cruise did Risky Business. That was his house. No, nothing. God, I suck. What's wrong with me? All right, the start of week two is coming up. We're going to get you there with our Larson Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up at the top of the hour. Miller, Nally joins us. Brent Halverson rejoins us as well. We'll get you Boilermaker and IU football updates bottom of the 4 o'clock hour. And Chapel is in here coming up in the 5. Regarding the Shaquille Leonard quote and more coming up for week two with the Jaguars matchup, get you back with that and more at 239-1070 next. The Ride with JMV. It takes him a second to get on the stool because he's under five feet tall. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. IU Purdue football updates bottom of the hour. Do not leave if you want to hear something collegiately. Amanda's over there. She's the birthday girl. Wants us to talk about Ohio State. I just did. <laughs> that would be enough. <laughs> that would be enough. They're a 32-point favorite against Toledo this Woo! weekend. So you can talk about that. Toledo. I, I take Toledo, by the way. Toledo, everybody. There you go, Amanda. <laughs> you know, Boston had a song called Amanda. You guys remember the Boston I song, do. Amanda? <laughs> yes. We'll play that a little bit later on for Amanda. Amanda's 24, uh, 24 years yeah, old today. 24th yeah. birthday. They were celebrating by tossing darts back there. They were drinking some great uh, Evan Williams spirits back there, too. So they they was, are. Um, well, yeah. hell, hell to the yeah. They're throwing darts kind of like I did with my week one picks. That's what they're doing. <laughs> I just put a bunch of teams up there and throw darts. And that's Brent Halverson. He is back. And look here. Joe's Grill. We're in Fishers 116 Brook School Road. We got a couple of Ryan. A couple of Ryans on hand here. Nally and Miller in the house. We're Nally? back. What's up? <laughs> Miller, what's, up, what's happening, man? Nothing. Anything Gosh. new on the menu that I want to take home and eat later on tonight? Ooh, nothing crazy on this menu right now. Nothing uh, of the new sorts. We've been, man, we've been so busy. We're just trying to keep our heads on straight. When did you rock the Cajun pizza for me? Uh, that was it took uh, me like three days to get over that. <laughs> that was like two years ago. That was two years ago when was we opened really? up Westfield. Yeah, we, maybe we, I'm still not over we, it. We did some crazy stuff then. You can tell John doesn't drink a lot. Good memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on that was like things, two years ago. Things, like, like I remember food, two days ago. Let me say, Nally, food and nudity and sports I can remember, but like everything else. It was about it was about 32 larceny lock picks ago. Like, like I've, been trying to, I've been trying to fill up my W4 here. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even know where I live. So, yeah. Anyway, but everything's going great. Amazon Man, Prime just, for the game tonight. Yeah, we're just happy to be back and see you again. 
Well, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, so. missed you last week at Parks Place. Tried to make it. And what happened? Kid. That's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Was yeah. yeah. basketball working? Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, time, yeah. Time my youngest said basketball. On, yeah. Schluter and Whitlow didn't give me an invite to the backyard barbecue, so I didn't. I chose not to. I'm, I'm boycotting oh, them for no. right now. Wait a minute. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that there was no invite to the backyard barbecue. Schluter and barbecue. Whitlow will call me or text me about everything in the whole world. Schluter! When a backyard barbecue happens. He had plenty of room back there, nothing. too. I got nothing. Plenty of room back there. No, they didn't want me, evidently. No, I wanted to meet you. I, <laughs> kid. Kids and smaller ballers, and I had to take him to practice. So. All right, you guys ready to go? Week two? Let's do it. Nally and Miller, Brent Halverson, you ready? Week two, my friend, absolutely. <laughs> this, it can't get worse than week one. Oh, my God. I was so bad last week. Yeah, Seriously. I'm, I, was, I was begging. I'm begging Brent over here to, like, give me <laughs> six and ten. You knew last week was going to be weird with all those, like, home underdogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was like, ten it's going to be dogs. crazy. Ten begging. Dogs After last week, we're on the floor looking up. Everything's <laughs> oh, got to be good. Terrible. Hey, Kyle, cue the band. Let's go. Let's Week two, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots. Tonight's game's on Amazon Prime. If you're a jackstick like me, you probably won't be able to watch it. So I'll try really <laughs> hard and fail and then watch an episode of Andy Griffith, I'd imagine. Uh, 8.15 later on tonight, again, Amazon Prime, Kansas City at home, four-point favorite over the Chargers of L.A. Hey, I really like this. I like the fact that there's no Keenan Allen. I like the fact that Kansas City looked great in Arizona last weekend. Lay the four, take the Chiefs at home tonight in their opener, Arrowhead. You know, Chiefs, you, you said it, they looked really good. This game here tonight, though, I think this is going to be uh, I think it's going to be a battle. One of those games that this, this line's right on the number three, four points. But, you know, I'm with you, John. As good as Kansas City looked like, uh, even without Tyreek Hill last week um, and without Keenan Allen on the other side, I'm going to take uh, my homie at home. I'll lay the four. Give me the Chiefs. Got an alley. Chargers plus four. Miller, talk to me. I got the girlfriend listening. She's a Chiefs fan. I got to take the Chiefs. Otherwise, I'm going to sleep on the couch. So, Chiefs it is. Girlfriend? Yeah, she's I'm listening right now. Should make you sleep on the couch if you don't? No, it wouldn't actually happen. I cook the, I cook the food, so I'm, I'm welcome Coach to stay Kip wherever. Murphy's on your couch, though. You don't have any room. <laughs> it's a different couch. A whole different house. That's a whole different couch. That's, a, That's somebody goodness. else's couch. If you want to get into that story, how much time you got? Yeah. Yeah. You, know that couch, you know that couch your grandmother covers? Remember the plastic that's over it? That's what he's sleeping on. on somebody else's couch. I won't give him this, though, man. He brought me a drink. There you go. He did do that. All right, there you go. Tonight's game in the books. Jets in Cleveland coming up on Sunday. That is a CBS telecast there. Cleveland coming off that win over Carolina in week one. Six and a half point favorites. I'm going to go ahead and go and take the six and a half. I'm going to take the Jets on the road, surprisingly enough, Brent Halverson. You know, this is the one game I didn't even really mark because it's just ugly. I don't, I don't want any part of it, but uh, we're going to pick one, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, again, you got Flacco and Brissett, quarterback in each team here. Um, Cleveland pulled one out, and uh, I'll tell you, the running game looks strong. So, for that reason, it's underneath that. If it was seven, I'd go the other way to join the Jets. I'm going with the Cleveland Brownies. I'll lay the six and a half. Now, Halvey and I don't agree much. That's why we always lose. But uh, Cleveland, minus six and a half. What do you got there, Miller? It's such a weird one. Couch sleeper. Uh, it's just when you're looking between those two quarterbacks and where I would usually go with this game, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to stick with Cleveland. Live City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, week number two here at Joe's Grill and Fishers. One o'clock to start in Detroit. A little bit disappointed, but they played all right. They're all right here and there. How about Detroit? They are one and a half point favorites at home against the Commanders. Lay that one and a half. Take our cover gods of a year ago 
the Lions at home against the Commanders, Brent Holverson. They were the cover gods of a year ago, John, and that uh, did well for us. I'm going to join you here as well. I like uh, I like the Lions here. I mean, I, I like the over in this game. As, as many points as both these teams put up last week, I look for a high-scoring affair and uh, just lay the little one-and-a-half. I'll take the Lions at home. What you got there, Nels? For my man Bobby Hodge and Will Foreman, I'm taking the, and you can call them the Commanders. I'm saying the Washington Redskins are going. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure taking, you do. I'm taking the points <laughs> plus one-and-a-half. Miller. I fell in love with the name last year. I'm going to stick with football. The Washington football team. <laughs> All right. That's, I'm, I'm not moving on yet, but I'm, I'm not going so far back to go over the Redskins. All right. If you're watching via YouTube Live inside the lounge, I hope my camera work doesn't make you sick, uh, sick here because this is manually done here. I'm doing the Lush Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots while also working the camera. Also a part of week number two, New Orleans at home, two-and-a-half-point favorites over Tampa Bay. I'm going to take that two and a half at home and take the home dogs. The Saints coming up at one o'clock on Sunday, Brent. Yeah, you know, as uh, ugly as that, uh, the, the Brady and the whole team, they just didn't look good. That, that, that Sunday night game was horrible last week. Uh, and then, of course, Dallas lost Prescott. I'm going to join you here. I'm going to take Winston. I think Crab Legs, he gets it done. I think they get the outright win. I'd sprinkle a little bit of money on that money line as well. But I'll take that plus two and a half. Always buy it to three. Uh, give me the Saints at home. Still on my Crab Legs line. That's good. Uh, Saints, Saints plus two and a half. <laughs> Miller, what do you got here, buddy? I'm going to stick with the Saints. I don't know what's going on at home with Tommy, but it's something's messing him up. All right, more with our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luda Azul tequila shots. Giants surprise win in Nashville on Sunday. The Titans home opener missed field goal. Giants win, looking to go two and zero coming up on Sunday. They get the Carolina Panthers at home. I'm going to go ahead and lay the two, Brent Holverson, and take the homestanding Giants. What say you? Yeah, I'm going to join you there, too, John. Uh, you know, again, it's not really a, a big, sexy game here, but I think it's going to be a big running game. You got uh, you got the, the two candidates for comeback player of the year, both running on each side of the ball there. Uh, Saquon Barkley looked outstanding last week. I'm going to ride that Saquon train, and I'm going to lay the uh, two well, as well. Good, yeah. Give me the Giants. It's scary. You and I are green right now. On so many different levels, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll with the G men. Miller, yeah, Panthers took a you know a close loss, and Giants got a close win. But I think both those teams are gonna stick with doing what they're doing. I think it'll be a close one. I'm not really happy about the game, but stick with the Giants. Um, I was quoted as saying both these teams sucked at the beginning of the season, and uh, one actually got a win, and the other one did really suck this past Sunday in Week One. Pittsburgh at home, their home opener. I'm going to go ahead. It, is this true? Are they plus two at home? Pittsburgh is plus two at home. Yes, New England is a two-point favorite. My God, New England looked horrific last weekend in really Miami. Did. Hey, give me that two points. This is a steal. This is my lock of the week right here. I just created that in my mind. Lock of the week, I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus two at whatever they call it. It used to be Heinz Field. It's still three rivers to me, everybody. Yeah, I'm with you on Even all that. Even though it was torn down. Go ahead. Another one of these ugly games, right? Mac Jones and uh, Trubisky going at it. But uh, Najee Harris, uh, he's got a little ankle injury. He does. I think he's going to be all right, though. Why the plus two? Well, you know, it opened up uh, New England one. There's actually been money going on New England, too. So I don't know. What? Again, there's some people smarter than you and I out there, John. Who's that? I don't know. It's Nally right here. He'll tell us after <laughs> we're done. I'm going to join you. Give me Pittsburgh. All right. I'll take, that, I'll that take plus boy. two. But as always, I'd buy it up to three. Boy. Pittsburgh Steelers. Nally. I guess I'm paying for this ego boost. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna follow John on this. I'm gonna take Pitt in the two. 
Miller. I'm going to stick with Pitt in the two. I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to put many points on the board, and it's going to be tough to beat them at home. All right, Baltimore, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Miami. Miami looked really good last week in that home win against the aforementioned New England Patriots. I'm going to go ahead and lay the three-and-a-half. I'm going to take the Ravens at home at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Brent Halverson. Yeah, you know, the Ravens, that was the, my Larcy Lock last week, John. A hit, 1-0 Larcy Locks. I like them again. I think this is going to be a good game. Though. Miami Dolphins look good. They look really good. And they got the waddle. I like the little move they're doing. Yeah. There waddle scores. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, give me Baltimore. Lay the three and a half uh, at home. Nally. I'm going to take those fins plus three and a half. That's probably going to work out. That's one I, game where I thought, I, man, I you know I what? Tariq, I should have gone. They got the waddle Costanza, going. Yeah. I should have. Miller, what say you? I was, if he was going to go, so I have Baltimore down here. I'm going to stick with it since he took the fins because we all just agreed three in a row before that, and it was just getting dull. Uh, so, But now I will stick with Baltimore since he took the Dolphins out of there. Larsity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots. Week number two, we're live at Joe's Grill and Fishers. Come out and join us. This is really, really going to screw me right here, everybody. It is as I look in the camera inside the lounge via YouTube Live. We saw last week, last Thursday night, the act of the Rams offensively was not any good. Brent Halverson said a little bit earlier, well, they did play Buffalo. There's no doubt about that. That had a great deal to do with it. But here's what I'm going to do. Ten-point favorites at home against the Falcons. I'm going to take that 10, and I'm going to take the Falcons on the road, Brent Halverson. Like I said, the screw me game of the week right here. Hey, you know what, John? I'm kind of a little bit scared because I'm with you on this, too. I like those points. Uh, The game opened up at 11. It's out 10. Uh, Atlanta, they put up some points. They look good. I still don't think Stafford, like we talked earlier, I don't think Stafford has it all together. I don't think he's 100%. Give me uh, the 10 points on the road. I'll take Atlanta Falcons. Nelly. Once again, I hope Degenerate Rose listening. He's still in my tagline. No Falcon way. I think the Rams snap back. I think I'm going to go ahead and take the, that minus 10. No, it's going to screw me so much. Miller, what do you got here? It's 10 points. It's big, but I think it's bounce back week for the Rams. I mean, even with Stafford not being completely healthy, I think they only need to be about 50% healthy to be able to beat these guys. So. I'm going to go with them. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, week number two. I, I know that a lot was said about the water and the weather effect at Soldier Field that that had on the Niners last week. But honestly, I think it was even more than that. And Seattle with Geno Smith didn't look great, but looked all right enough, I think, on Monday night. Give me that six and a half on the road and give me the Seahawks against the 49ers and SF's home opener, Brent Holverson. Well, you'll be excited to know that that number is eight and a half. I was going to say. You need to put your I just look at it. Extra, well, wait a minute. You get two extra points. On. So. <laughs> did I really say? What did I say? Six and a half? Sure yep. did. Man, that is a problem right there. I can't read anything. So you're taking, need you're taking Seattle plus Yeah, I'm still taking it. Yeah. Well, still, you got two. You oh, got yeah. Extra, you got oh, I'm getting the sports arousal thinking about those extra two. I need glasses, though. Anybody out there? Hey, Kyle, do we have anybody that can do vision for me back there, like an advertiser? Well, if you get your insurance figured out, I think you can just go in and use your insurance. <laughs> I don't know if I have any right now. I got some I readers. I don't think I have insurance. I got some readers for you, There's no way in hell I'm getting paid coming up in a week either. I have no idea what I'm doing. Nally, go ahead. You're not getting a check for me today. I know that. <laughs> no, I better. I'm going to be begging out here in a little bit. Go ahead, brother. Uh, I, I'm taking San Fran in the minus eight and a half. I think it's a bounce back. Trey Lance has got to do what he's got to do, or you're going to have a big controversy over there. Again, Miller, eight-and-a-half-point favorites are the Niners at home. Eight-and-a-half is a lot of points. I'm sticking with Seattle plus the eight-and-a-half. San Fran didn't look like they could do much last week. I get the rain, but, man, they were just bad. Just Brent Halverson. 
Add. You know, the, again, that eight and a half is a crazy number here, but I think Nally's right on this one. I'm yeah. going to go with uh, I'm going to go with San Francisco. I'll lay that eight and a half. And this is also going to be our first Lunazool shot of the week Holy for fantasy players crap. out there. Mm. Jeff Wilson. Take Jeff Wilson. He was available in all leagues. We all know Eli My Mitchell is over, down. You're overthinking it, I think, aren't you? Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Pick him up now if he's, on your, uh, <laughs> if he's out there available right now. Larson, you better locks Lunazool. I think it's scarier that we're green <laughs> so much. You guys are, actually. That's weird. It is very weird. I don't know if I trust it now that you guys are agreeing so much. Uh, Cooper Rush is going to be the quarterback. That is correct. Dallas seven-point home underdogs against the Bengals. We saw how that in-game situation went for Cincinnati last week in their home opener. Uh, Dallas the same against the Buccaneers. I'm going to lay the seven and take Joe Burrow on the road in Dallas on Sunday afternoon. Brent Halverson. This is a classic bounce-back game, not for Dallas. Cooper, I think Cooper Rush is going to be kind of rushed into things, if you will. Uh, give me Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals to come in big and strong. I'm going to go ahead and Larceny lock this one up, John. Cincinnati Bengals, minus seven on the road in Dallas. Nally. The clown shoes that that is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I'm taking the Bengals, minus seven. Miller. Got to stick with Bengals. Denver, Houston. I'm sorry. I don't buy it all, everybody. I don't buy Houston. I, the Colts just handed them everything they got last week. So here's what I'm going to do. They are 10 point underdogs on the road for the Broncos home opener. The Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett coming off that debacle of play calling at the end. They are going to stomp all over Houston. I'm going to go ahead and lay the 10, take the Broncos at home, Brent Halverson on Sunday. I'm against you here, John. I'm going to take these points. Davis Mills look good. they got a pretty decent little running game going on here, too. Give me Houston plus 10 on the road to go in Denver and get the cover, not the win. They will cover. Nally. Uh, Denver. Miller. I'll take my Houston plus 10 just to be able to cover that. That 10's so many. Man, I'm going to tell you what. The Arizona Cardinals are such a tease. You watch them offensively and you go, man, these guys can be special. you got Marquise Hollywood Brown now with Kyler Murray. And they are just set. And I know a lot of people feel the same way about the Colts. They're just kind of set to let you down a little bit right here. Thus, I'm giving them another opportunity. They are... Five-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road at the Raiders. I'm going to take that five-and-a-half and take Kyler Murray in Arizona on the road, Brent Halverson, Sunday afternoon. They looked really bad last week, really they did. bad. Uh, the Raiders defensively I'm... especially, but does it matter who they were playing? It, it does to an, to an extent, but I think they're playing a really good Raiders team in Las Vegas. I'm not going to gamble against that. I'm going to take the uh, Vegas Raiders at home. I'll lay the five-and-a-half. Uh, chirp, chirp, taking the cards. What do you got there, Miller? Vegas. Take, sit with the Raiders on this one. All right. We're going to go to that game on Sunday night. Bears and the Packers. Packers <laughs> coming off what was a really bad week one on the road at Minnesota. Uh, the Bears fell really good. Matt Eberflus get that first win of his NFL coaching career as they beat San Francisco at Soldier Field last week in the wet. Here's what I'm going to do. Um... Alan Lazard is going to be my Luna Azul tequila shot of the week. He's going to come back from injury and help out Green Bay. But I'm going to take the Bears and take the 10 points. 10-point underdogs at Lambeau against Green Bay. I'm going to take the 10 and take the Bears against the Packers. Brent Halverson. You know, this is a tough one. That's a lot of points after looking points. like we look like. And, and, the, and the Bears, you know, the Bears snuck one out. But uh, it was in a, in a monsoon, as we all know, right? Last week, you had the Packers as your Larcy Lock, John. So no, you're I did. on Larcy Locks. I was against I took Minnesota, which I hated doing. 
but I'm not going to do it this week. I'm going to take the Packers and look for that that uh, relaxed statement coming back, right? Aaron Rodgers come back at home. Packers big over the Bears. Nally. I hate agreeing with you, but we're going to still keep it green. I'm going to I'm I'm looking at the Packers with bounce back as well. Minus 10, just can't take the Bears. All right, Miller. You know, I'm a Green Bay boy. I got to stick with my Packers. It'll be a good bounce back week. Obviously, this is a big rivalry game. We've actually started out the last couple of years, all of our first games against Chicago. We've always started out losing those games, and we come back in the second half. So I really expect us to kind of do the same thing here, blow them out of the water by the fourth quarter. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots for week number two. We're live at Joe's Grill. We're in Fishers at 116 and Brooks School Road. We got a pair of Monday Niners, and we'll get to our Colts pick. Coming up here in just a minute. All right, the first of two Monday nighters in week two. Buffalo looks spectacular. And about this time last week, the Bills are 10-point favorites at home versus the Titans. The Titans lose because Randy Bullock could not hit a field goal, much like Rodrigo Blankenship of the Colts when he was with the Colts last week. I'm going to lay the 10, though. Buffalo looks spectacular. I think they're going to roll up the Titans coming up on Monday night, the first of two. Brent. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, big. I'm on these Buffalo Bills. Um, they, I think they could pretty much beat anybody in the league right now by by 14 to 25 points, 24 points. I'm going to take Buffalo as well. I'll lay the 10. Uh, as, and a pretty good uh, Tennessee team coming in. I just don't think they have the power. Buffalo minus 10 at the home opener. We got Miller. Yeah, after last week, I mean, I have to stick with Buffalo. Tennessee looked so good for so much of the year last year, but they've really, we've really found, a, or at least we've seen a lot of different holes that they've had, and after watching last week's Bills game, they didn't have a single one that I could name. All right, here we go. That final Monday nighter. Philadelphia, they look really good. Even though, I mean, Detroit hung with them. I expect a lot out of the Eagles. Two-point favorites at home against Minnesota. Justin Jefferson was incredible at wideout for the Vikings in week number one against the Packers. However, I'm going to lay the two, and I'm going to take the Eagles at home on Monday night. Brent? I think we got a high-scoring affair here. This will be fun. I like the uh, double-shot power Monday yeah. night, too, right? A little two-time action. I'm going to join you. Uh, give me Philly. I'll lay the uh, two. Um, I think they've got a little bit more firepower in that tank and uh, get that uh, home W. Nally, what you got there? Philly minus two. What you got there? I'm sticking on Philly as well. Ryan Miller looking at Philly. All right, here we go. All right. I'm sorry if for me and a lot of other people around here, and probably for the Colts too, even if they don't say it, uh, this is a game of significant consequence coming up on Sunday. I all the time kind of joke around about must wins. There is no doubt this is a must, must win in week number two. I am going to go ahead and do this. The Colts on the road are four-point favorites in Jacksonville. They haven't won there since forever. Jacksonville unceremoniously punted them out of the postseason a year ago in the most embarrassing of fashions. However, because I feel that they have to, and I feel that their sense of urgency is a heck of a lot more than what they're leading on, whether it's the head coach or players, I'm going to lay the four, and I'm going to take the Colts on the road in Jacksonville because if not – Significant foobar happens on Monday on this show. Brent Halverson. Scary line, scary place for the uh, Colts to go in. And, and, and I tell you what, I'm going to go to the home dog. I want to take the plus four. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars to get the cover. Hopefully the Colts win or tie. We're going to have foobar <laughs> if they don't. <laughs> well, you don't want to go 0-0-2, zero, zero, do you? <laughs> Has that ever happened? Uh, Has man, a team ever started the season 0-0-2? Zero, zero, I'm going to say two? no. 
No. I'm going to guess that. Hey, Kyle, can you look that up for you me know, right now? Soccer only, you know. Anyway. Zero, zero, <laughs> and two. Listen, this cannot happen. No. This cannot uh, happen. I'll, I'll be there to share his enthusiasm for two ties back to back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to take... You know, yet it would be so Colts. I mean, really, it would be very Colts if that happened. Yeah, I'm going... I, I'm going to take the Colts with the, exactly what you said. Thank you. Uh, the sense is, of urgency. You just make, can't do it. This is make or break as far as I'm concerned. You're you can't do it. Then you get Kansas issues. City. Oh, yeah. Now you get Kansas City and yeah. then Tennessee. You can't yeah. mess around with this crap. You've never no. seen a group of people so happy to see a tie last week as we were at Joe's Crown uh, Castleton because we all had the money line, and that was a big money yes. line. Well, so <laughs> we oh, were I, happy with the push, although I, it uh, you know, I can ugly. only imagine the, the cuss words that were flying when Blankenship went yeah. slice oh, right, Jesus right? Christ. A lot of cussing? Wasn't good. Miller, we haven't covered you up yet. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to have to stick with the Colts. Uh, I mean, this they have to get this done after last season's debacle of how they ended it. Uh, if I if I miss this bet, you know what? I got bigger fish to fry than missing this bet. Yeah, what kind of fish you guys got back there, too? That sounds good to me. <laughs> we don't have any fish back there right now. That's why we try to stick away from really that. Good to me. Right? Yeah, fish sounds really good. All right. We've been, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'll say we have been doing a lot. You're just not right now. We have a bunch of new scrambles coming in for the breakfast. Uh, we just did a bunch of empanadas a couple weeks ago. What the hell is that? So, empanadas? Uh, yeah. Fried Mexican chimichanga, pretty much. I yeah. mean, nice. Or it's like a Spanish dish, but so oh. fried dough with stuff in the middle. There was a chicken marinara one that went over huge. Wow. Everybody was going big for that. I so like, like that. Spanish style calzone. I like that. All right, what, what, what are our feel goods? What are our feel bads to close out here, fellas? Brent, start with you. Feel good, feel bad. Feel good. Well, I tell you, I feel good about uh, uh, the lock of the week. I feel good about uh, Joe Burrow coming in and coming out strong against the uh, Cowboys. I feel bad about. Uh, uh, going against the Colts because I just don't see that they have it together yet. I think it's tough to go into Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to come up and improve. So there's my bad. I'll tell you what. Nally, anything good or bad? I feel great about the Saints. I feel good about my lock. And I feel even better about the, uh, the line that I misread here because my eyesight's bad. I feel really good about that, too. So, yeah, there is a couple. I feel bad, I will, I will I I feel bad about, those, about my Colts pick, but. I will tell you I'm this. I, I, I don't feel great about the Colts thing. They've they've really proven nothing. And I said this earlier this week after they lost that, or I should say after they tied that game in Houston coming off that loss back in January, they have really given the folks out there, you know, maybe if you say a couple of drives in the first quarter, I had mentioned seven out of the eight quarters they have played in the past two games have been not just bad, fellas, but horrendous. Oh, those first three, I mean, were, it, was, it was unreal. I yeah. mean, it was bad. So, anyway. All right, guys, you got the game tonight, right? Week number two starter. Oh, yeah. We got it. So, Nally and Miller right there. Come in and say hello. I know it's everybody thing, out there watching. Good, it's a good thing Tom Sutton from Coaches was out of town because usually – He'd come in. With oh, we'd be all over him oh, with the whole Vikings oh, he'd be thing. All yeah, over it. he would. Fellas, I appreciate you. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Britt rejoins us in a minute. I'm going to give you a college football update regarding Purdue and IU coming up on the other side. And Mike Chappell can help us out with the Shaquille Leonard quote that I alluded to a little bit earlier on the show about just being another game down in Jacksonville coming up on Sunday. We'll hit that coming up at the top of the hour. Joe's Grill in Fishers, our Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Week number two of the NFL is on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Don't leave. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? You think I'd join this crummy snobatorium? But this whole place sucks. That's right, it sucks. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
We're at Joe's Grill. We're in Fisher's 116 in Brook School Road. We just did our Larcity Bourbon Locks Luna Azul tequila shots for week number two of the NFL season. Amazon Prime for the Chiefs at Arrowhead tonight versus the Chargers. It's a good one if you can see it. I do know you can see it right here at Joe's Grill if you so desire with the great food. And, of course, the Heaven Hill Distillery products like Brent Halverson is bringing me right now. The Larceny Bourbon and Ginger Ale. Spectacular, Brent Halverson. Thank you very much. And tonight's game to start week number two of the NFL right here at Joe's Grill in Fishers a little bit later on tonight. Quick injury report update for the Colts this afternoon. DeForest Buckner, he did not practice for a second consecutive day with with a hip injury situation, concussion protocol for Alec Pierce. Kenny Moore has a hip situation. He DNP today. Uh, Shaquille Leonard was actually out there practicing in full. We'll get to that comment he made coming up with Mike Chappell at the top of the hour regarding the Jacksonville game. Here's one that may... Uh, yeah, I don't know what this is going to do for you. I, listen, I would expect him to play, but Michael Pittman Jr. had a quad situation. He did not practice today after being limited yesterday. So you got Alec Pierce in concussion protocol. Michael Pittman Jr., who was limited yesterday, and DNP today. Kyle, so would that make Ashton Doolin wide receiver number one on Sunday if this were to stand? Oh, boy. Can we call T.Y. Hilton? I mean, good night. Ashton Doolin, your number one? Just, uh, hey, uh, listen, <laughs> just ne- please never, never, ever doubt me. If there's something I know, it is wide receiver, everybody. Never doubt me. Never doubt. It took now, I, listen, we'll see what happens on Sunday, right? I mean, this is Thursday, that's Sunday. But that doesn't look good. Yeah, Ashton Doolin would be wide receiver number one coming up on Sunday. No, Paris Campbell maybe wide receiver one. Either one of the two right there. All right, we'll get back to that. Mike Chappell coming up at the top of the hour. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline, Boilermakers coming off a resounding effort, 56 to nothing over my Indiana State Sycamores. Uh, give kind of a, a weird don't really know what to think type of matchup against the Cuse coming up this weekend. Tom Deanhart of Golden Black Illustrated joins us. Is it as odd to you as it is to me trying to look at this matchup and see what you think about it? Yeah, it really is. You know, the opener, they, they probably let one get away. John against Penn State couldn't burn the clock and protect that late lead. And last week, you're playing FCS team. You, you, you should take care of them. Purdue did what it needed to do, but I'm like you, the, the jury remains out. This trip this weekend to Syracuse will, will, will be a nice litmus test for the Boilermakers to see what they're all about. It's going to be a tough, loud environment in the Ocarrier Dome. The Qs, it's 2-0. and they're, they're, they're thinking big, too. What do you think about overall? We haven't talked since before that Penn State game. Um, that was incredibly disappointing, to say the least. And yeah, I don't know. How, how much of a hangover was it for the fan base regarding the, the play calling of Jeff Brom there down the stretch in the fourth? There was a lot of hand-wringing, a lot of uh, Monday morning quarterbacking, as you would expect with the way that clock was managed. You know, the, the unwillingness to want to even try to run the football late to protect that lead um, twice. The Purdue defense got the, uh, the offense the ball with a 31-28 to 28 lead twice. The offense did nothing with it. John, you, you get one first down there. You probably have, it's probably enough to kill the clock, right? 
but they finally punt it back a third time, and Penn State takes advantage and wins the game. So, yeah, uh, Jeff Brown was put on the microscope by a lot of people. Uh, there are limitations to the, this offense. We know that. Uh, you got to turn the page, though. And like I said last week, Purdue did what it needed to do, dominated a team that was, was less than itself. But like I said, this is going to be a heck of a test against Syracuse on Saturday at noon Eastern time. Tom Dienhardt to Golden Black Illustrated talking Boilermaker football and the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Uh, you, you mentioned that effort last week against Indiana State. Um, what, if anything, can you learn out of a 56 nothing game like that from what you saw? Yeah, not, not much. Um, you know that, that Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones connection continues to thrive. You know, Charlie Jones has been one of the early season revelations, not just in the Big Ten, but in the nation leads the country in receptions at this point. And, uh, yeah, the offense seems to be clicking. This is a veteran team overall. And uh, that's what you're going to need when you go on the road. You're a lot of upper class. When you have a six-year senior quarterback, it's going to be a loud environment, like I said, in the carrier dome. And, and I think Purdue got a lot of confidence. They got the, the confidence injection they needed leaving that game last Saturday in Rossage Stadium. And you, you want a little bit of swag when you go on the road for the first time, that's for sure. So Tom Deanhart is with us. You mentioned Charlie Jones, the wide receiver. He is the clear number one wide receiver, much like we talk about Michael Pittman Jr. being the clear number one with the Colts, for example. And then, much like we do with the Colts, you try to search for who's the number two, who can step up and take off some of that productive load or play off of that that Charlie Jones provides. Who would that be? Do they have enough there loaded up at wide receiver to back up what, what you expect him to do and what he's accomplished so far production-wise? Yeah, you're right. And that's a question that continues to hang over Purdue. I wrote a story about that very thing this week. They're still trying to sort through their options. I think they've got some good ones. Uh, Aiden O'Connell certainly has favored Charlie early on. If you look at the targets, they're ridiculous. He got 19 targets in the first game alone. But, yeah, you know, T.J. Sheffield, Deion Burks, uh, a couple Indianapolis kids, Brock Thompson, they got to get him healthy. And Tyrone Tracy as well, a kid from Decatur Central by way of Iowa. Again, there's some options there, but nobody's really stepped up to seize that, that number two spot. And, John, they also have to get their tight end, Payne Durham, going. You know, he only has four catches through these first two games. And he was a Mackey Award nominee coming into the year. And, uh, again, that's a guy they, they, they need this production from. they got to try to get involved early on Saturday. Tom Deanhardt of Golden Black Illustrated with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So what do you make of the cues, Tommy D? like him. I like Dino Babers, the coach, a former Boilermaker assistant. A great running back in Sean Tucker, one of the best running backs in the country, a huge offensive line. They want to try to pound you. They want to try to beat you up. And that could be a problem for Purdue. They're, gonna, they're not going to have their best defensive player, Jalen Grant. He's out. He missed last week's game. Probably going to miss a couple more. They certainly could use their best defensive player trying to slow down this physical Syracuse offense. It has four 300-pounders on their line. So, yeah. They're built around that run, a lot of read option. They want to set you up for some play-action passes, so you have to be really disciplined as a defense. We saw a lot of mistakes. You know, we talk about, and, and really the fans talked about, Jeff Brom and the play calling down the stretch that, that unraveled, certainly. But there were a lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties, a lot of things yeah. that you probably could not see that were better, that were fixed in that game against Indiana State. You know, how likely is it, how much do you feel that a lot of those miscues in week number one can be made up and better played out coming up this week? You know, nine penalties in the open. They did trim that penalty total last week. But like you said, it was, a, it was a very much a lesser opponent. 
a lot of that comes down to your discipline, right? Playing smart. So, again, we'll find out more. Like I said, this will be more like the real game, too, I guess, for Purdue. See if they have cleaned up a lot of those things that troubled them against Penn State. You talked about the penalties in particular. You talked about the inability to really run the football when you needed to run the football. Can they do that against a power five opponent? We'll find out if they clean any of that up as well. So, yeah, there's plenty of things to keep an eye on for Purdue. And uh, you know what, John, also need to try to get torqued up is Charlie Jones as a return man. Remember, he was the Big Ten return man of the year last year at Iowa. And uh, he really hasn't had an impact here at Purdue yet, trying to run back kicks and, and punts. You know, Jeff Brown thinks he may get a little worn out catching all these passes. But, again, he could be a real difference maker there in the return game. It just hasn't happened yet. How's this game do- go down coming up on Saturday, Tom? I think it's going to be a lot of points. As usual, John, I think Purdue always has to score probably at least 30 points to win most games. I think they can do it. I think it's going to be tight. This game's about to pick them right now. I think Syracuse may be given a point or two. I think the Boilers, because they're, they're, they're six-year senior quarterback, may find a way to, to squeeze this one out and going against that kind of funky Syracuse defense that plays a 3-3-5 three, three, alignment, which you do not see very often. Tom Dean Hart of Golden Black Illustrated. He is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So has the message boards kind of calmed down a little bit in the past two weeks? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, man? Those never. Are- never. <laughs> For speculation, conjecture, and complaining. So I guess, you know, you, you got to love it. It's a community. And uh, there's always they're always discussing something. So, yeah, there, there's plenty to dissect these first two weeks. So we'll see what they have to hash over come about 3.30, uh, 3.30 on Saturday here. Tommy D, when you think about the teams around here, and I talk about this all the time, they are the ones that people root for, not just Purdue, but we are talking about the football team, the basketball program, IU football and basketball, the Colts and the Pacers. These teams that we talk about are more than willing here in recent history to let you down. It's been really like a two steps forward and three steps back. Even the good things that you do normally are followed by a head scratcher or something negative. And I think a lot of the fan base kind of take on that personality of the way that the team they root for has played over the past handful of years. Yeah, you kind of get used to getting let down sometimes. But there were, there were some big expectations for this Purdue football team, and everything's still ahead of them here. And even with that loss to Penn State, everything's still ahead of them. They can still reach their goals, maybe compete and win in that, that Big Ten West. And, uh, you know, tomorrow, like I said, is in do or die, but it's a game you, you like to win to get some more momentum because you come home to play Ford, Ford Atlantic and you have to go on the road, open up at Minnesota and at Maryland. So it'll be tough. Tom Deanhart, Golden Black Illustrated on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. All right. Enjoy the game coming up on Saturday. Enjoy the game and then give us an update and see really what the Boilermaker football team is. Coming up next um, week. I'll, I'll check out the message boards, too, and see how they're humming. Take care, my friend. <laughs> you got it. Tom Deanard at Golden Black Illustrated on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Joe's Grill, we are in Fishers today, 116 and Brook School Road. We did our week two Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Get the Chargers and the Chiefs coming up week two starter on a Thursday night. That is Amazon Prime. Now, the way that Kyle explained it to us, Amazon Prime for you at home. Now, our good friend Ryan Nally can have it here inside his bar and restaurant in Fishers on via DirecTV. Um, and the package that you have with football and the NFL 
but us uh, common people at home will have to search for it and then find it and either go for the 30-day for free thing or pay for it. That's going to be us. It's going to be interesting to see the number because you know the number for this game, this matchup. For example, if this were Fox or NBC, something like that would be massive. Be interesting how they end up, and I'm assuming it's going to be with clicks, downloads, you know, how many people actually go out and purchase the game uh, via Amazon Prime. It'd be interesting to see what the numbers might look like coming up later on tonight. Also, this is interesting. The words, the quote of Shaquille Leonard a little bit earlier today. We made a lot about just how important this game is in Jacksonville on Sunday. He, in a quote, dismissed a lot of that a little bit earlier today. Is that just player speak or is that for real? We'll talk to Mike Chappell about that and the injury concerns that may have Ashton Doolin right now being the wide receiver number one. We'll dive into that with Mike coming up at the top of the hour. Joe's Grill in Fishers. It is a Larcity Bourbon Locks and a Luna Azul Tequila Shots Thursday with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. My vision is to take this team as the first franchise to the Saturn Football League to play against eight-foot gargoyles that run 3-8 speed. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Joe's Grill. Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, and Fishers 116 and Brook School Road. This is a favorite of everybody up here in the Fishers area. You can join us. Amazon Prime has the Chargers and the Chiefs week two, week two, I should say, Thursday night matchup later on tonight. They will have it here. If you don't have it at your house and you don't want to screw with Amazon Prime, this is your place at Joe's Grill later on tonight. Mike Chapel in just a second. Now, Todd Hoffman is here. Todd Hoffman, Kyle, if you remember last week when we were having the whole phone and equipment and technology foobar Todd was the guy that sent in his number, and we called him. You remember that, Kyle? We called him. Yeah, he was, he was the only the guest only one, of the entire show. He was the only guest of the entire show because the phones completely crapped out after that, and it was all me for the remainder of the show. Todd, welcome in here. Thanks, sir. You know this Halverson guy here, too? I've known him for a couple of decades. He's a pretty good <laughs> human being, isn't he? Is there any doubt? So I won last week by the um, – Scapel of a moil. <laughs> oh, a, well, that's, that's a, oh, I know. That's, that's a circumcision that's a, that's a, reference right <laughs> exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> only um, only <laughs> I get that circumcision <laughs> reference because I've seen Seinfeld. Yes. And so go um, ahead. I drafted uh, real close to Brent. We were at the bottom of the draft, and uh, it's going to be a struggle, but I got a bunch of proposition players on my roster, and we'll see if, uh, if all of a sudden Jameis Williamson becomes healthy and effective, and if uh, – if Samuels breaks his leg for Philadelphia, Gainwell may be the guy. And um, got a couple other guys like that, too. Um, I'm actually – so I'm I'm not in the contest, but my um, – what do you call them? Um, lar- larceny locks? Circumcision? Yeah. What? I'm sorry, I'm, stu- <laughs> I'm stuck on that. My, my, no, no. My, Luna, that. my Luna Zool shot. Okay. And both you guys will like this, is Robert Tanyan. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. I was expecting more out of Indiana last Indiana State, week, baby. But, uh, I'm uh, Indiana State for yep. you and yep. the Packers for yep. you. Yep. And I think because of, of what I thought was nonsense on the uh, offensive side of the ball last week, I think that uh, Rodgers is going to rely on Tanya and he appears to now be healthy. I think he 
when last healthy a couple years back, he was fabulous and found the stripe a lot of times. So that's going to be my Luna Zool lock of the week. I like it, Todd. What do you think about this Hoffman guy here? He's a good dude, dude. I mean, he said a couple of decades. I'm sitting there, I don't feel like I'm that old. But we have been doing this for a while, and uh, pleasure working with this guy. Since since the Beatles broke up. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And uh, No, great, great guy, and uh, had a lot of great times in the uh, spirit world, if you will. Todd Hoffman, thank you, my brother. Everybody come out. Yeah, come on out and join us here. That's where the game is going to be later on tonight. Thanks, Todd. Brent Halverson rejoins coming up in a minute as well. Joe's Grill, we're in Fishers today. Thank you very much, Todd. Thank you to Daryl, who donated 50 bucks to Teacher's Treasures here. Daryl's an awesome dude. Meantime, Kyle, help us out here on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from CBS 4 and Fox 59. Mike Chappell joins us. All right, Mike, I want to start right here. Um, Were you there today? Yes. Shaquille Leonard's quote. In the locker room, yes. Yeah, Shaquille Leonard's quote, it's just another game. All you hear about is Jacksonville last year. Last year, it's like talking about your ex-girlfriend when you're with somebody new. you got to learn from your ex. Make your life better and continue to get better from there. In quote, uh, the sense of urgency did. did not seem to be there with that quote. I'm assuming there's further context that's missing around this quote. Is there? Not really. That's what he said. Uh, and then earlier, I, I was in there to talk to him, but Jonathan Taylor said, of course, we're motivated by last week we rem- or last year. We remember that. So it's it's just depend- the, the, what I've learned is players and coaches, the last thing you can do is, is guarantee or, or, hey, we know this is must win because then if you lose, you're screwed. You know, it's, it, it goes back to, you know, it's one of the all-time great Marv Levy quotes is the only must win was World War II. But what you're saying is, and what we've said is, it's true. It's, it's you know, the season doesn't end, but you've got to know the urgency of what's in front of you. Kansas City coming in next week, and then you've got Tennessee and then Denver and Tennessee. So it's, it's, it's right there. It's just that some players – are different on how they express it. I'm surprised a little bit that Leonard didn't say, well, of course, you know, we, you know, we, we laid an egg down there and it cost us our season. But if anyone knows Shaq, he finds anything and everything to motivate himself. I mean, he's told us before that, you know, he, he or his family will look on social media to find something for motivation. So he knows for whatever reason, he took that approach. Uh, I was a little surprised, but but then again, you talk to other players, and they they you can't ignore the fact that not only did you you know blow the season last year in Jacksonville, but you haven't won down there in forever. So they know it's just that they're, they're not too many of them are not saying it's must win or win or else and all that. It's just, but they know, and and Frank knows, and Frank's mentioned that, so they just don't harp on it. But rest assured that he's. You know, for anyone who hasn't been involved in that and that down there, and there's a, quite a few players, new players, they know how hard it's been, and it's made no sense at all. They know they know the importance of the game, and they they know how hard it's been to win in Jacksonville. So Mike Chappell of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine talking Week Two with the Colts in Jacksonville on Sunday. I just mentioned this, and I, I understand he's been one of those guys that utilizes that that chip on the shoulder. If I were the guys that were there a year ago, 
Maybe they do. Maybe they're not going to say anything. Maybe some will. Maybe some won't. But watching the Jacksonville players laugh and giggle and clown on them while punching them out of the postseason and then further, I'm sure, costing them money in that process too. I, I, and Mike, I sit here and I don't mind if somebody's outspoken about, hey, we feel like we owe these guys a little bit of something, right. those that were on that team a year ago. I, I don't, sometimes you kind of get with this group, you know, because the head coach is always going to, you get a little bit sick of the stinking high road, don't you? Sometimes yeah, the I, low road's that, okay that, to take. That, that's the, yeah, I know. You, you live for the low road. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I just, I mean, I mean, with this guy, they they need an edge. They, I know. they rarely yeah, I, have I, an I, edge, and maybe the low road would be an edge. I, I, I hear you. and But, again, I, I do think that, that if players sit around and have burgers tonight and watch the game, it, it, they, they, they have to talk. It, it's got to be on their mind. They just are really, really uh, conditioned, if that's the right word, to not – get that wrapped up in what happened. Although, again, like you said, if you're not motivated by it, then, then what's up with you? You know, check your pulse. They just, I, I just think they, it's easier for us to, to write about it and talk about it. And they know if they don't go out and, and practice well this week and get ready that it'll happen again. Because, you know, and I tell you, Jacksonville is going to be better than Houston. This is a better Jacksonville team than what they faced in Houston last week. So yeah. if, if they're not ready to play, if they don't play well, they're going to get dusted again. Hey, Mike, I thought when I was watching that on Sunday that, you know, the better part of three quarters, it was just as bad a football as it was in Jacksonville back in January. And I, I didn't think that the reason why Houston had a lead or that game was tied had anything to do with them other being out there. I just thought everything that they did – to earn that tie, if you will, from a Colts standpoint, the Colts did to themselves. It, it you, there's always, you know, and Frank talks about others. You know, it's never one player, but there, there were a handful of plays, and you know, we can get to the kicker later. But if Alec Pierce doesn't drop the touchdown, and if Ashton Doolin doesn't, if it wasn't a drop, it was a should have catch. Yeah. I, you know, so what? It wasn't a, it wasn't as blatant of a drop as what Pierce had, but. If Duran secures the ball, then the DB doesn't get in there and knock it away. That's 11 points you leave on the field early. And maybe that game gets away, and all of a sudden you're pressuring the quarterback, and, and it's a lot easier. When you let lesser teams, what we, th- what we think are lesser teams, hang around, all of a sudden they think they're pretty good. So, uh, and, and then it comes down to all the things that went wrong, the three botched center snaps and the two drops two drop touchdowns and and on and Raiden Smith having a couple of bad plays in a row. If your kicker makes a kick, all those are teaching moments and not reasons that you, that you tied. So uh, they did, they did quite a few good things, but, but this team is not good enough. Few teams are, few teams are, let's say that are good enough to do the things they did wrong and win. And, but they did, it's funny. the, The one quote, that struck me for Matt Ryan after the game is uh, I don't think anyone asked about the kick itself, but he said, we put ourselves into position and that's what they did with all the bad stuff and this, that, and the other. And, you know, kick a fifth, kick a 42 yard field goal. And we're not having this kind of discussion. 
So it's it's it, again, these guys just aren't good enough to, to do all of that wrong and then have a missed kick. You know, there were two or three missed kicks Sunday that cost teams Tennessee. You know, misses what was it, a forty-seven yarder? Yeah. So uh, it, it it it's things are that close. People don't like to hear that. Generally, games are that close, and you just can't keep doing bad things and expect to overcome them. Mike Chappell's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. The injury report looked a bit concerning today. Uh, DeForest Buckner, for a second consecutive day, was a non-participant. Kenny Moore was on there, did not practice today, too. But let's get to Michael Pittman Jr. with his health situation because you consider that he did not practice today. You consider still in concussion protocol is Alec Pierce. That's not looking so swell on a Thursday for Sunday if this thing holds up. Right. Now, I didn't go to practice. I had other things to do, but I, I was following Zach and a few guys. And apparently, uh, Pierce or George Bremer, too, from Anderson, uh, apparently Pierce practiced with, with his uh, yeah. red jersey. So that, that's, it was limited. That's it was, program. yeah, limited. Yeah. So that that's, to me, that's encouraging. And then, you know, I guess you come back and have a full practice tomorrow. And then if there's no concussion symptoms, you're cleared. But he's on a, he's on a short, like, you know, trip to get back. Pittman bears watching. I was told that he just experienced a little bit of an issue in practice yesterday, or he felt it yesterday, and they held him out today. We'll see what tomorrow's like. But I tell you, when we did uh, in our uh, on Fox 59, when we did our most indispensable Colts, for me, Pittman was number three. It was Ryan Taylor and then Pittman because of his value and, and the, the lack of certainty behind him. So, and then if they get Pierce back, if they get them both, they're, they're certainly much better shape. But I just, I, I, I've learned not to try to overreact to, to Wednesday and Thursday practices because these guys, if, if there's something going on, they tend to give them time to get to get right as opposed to pushing through practice. So we'll see, but it's not ideal to go into Jacksonville with three of your, your your primary players not practicing, I've got to imagine it's gotta be something pretty serious for Buckner not to play on Sunday. He's that he's just that kind of a player. So we'll see how the practicing is tomorrow. Here's Mike Chapel with us. Um obviously it's gonna take much more than a tie and certainly much more than a loss coming up on Sunday, for example. But what this might do is create something it may create a path um because then you got kansas city and tennessee uh, a path leading to foobar right there which to me does expedite just how important this whole game is on sunday even if you know shaquille Leonard, for example does downplay that level of importance and we talked about that i mean the, the, these first seven games five in the division it gave you the chance the opportunity to really set things up to where you're not needing to get on a six-game winning streak and, you know, late against the tougher part of your schedule. Uh, I just looked at Houston as a game that got away. I mean, you always – the ties just uh, – and it was already brought up that, well, you know, Pittsburgh got in last year because of a tie. So, you know, that's always been floated out there that, you know, ties aren't bad. Well, but you should have won. So uh, – but it, that these first seven games gives you the chance to set things up. It's against the division, and and the, the two non-divisions are are KC and, and Denver. So you just can't 
you just can't keep. Well, you know, Tennessee lost. Well, okay, that, then then you should have you should have really had a chance to put a game between you guys. So that, that's the problem. You can't keep worrying about hoping that other teams don't get things done or or whatever. Take care of your business. They didn't do it. And if they go down there and, and don't play well, I mean, it it does it it can't snowball on you, and things can can get out of hand, and you can't keep coming back from one and four and one and five and making something of your season. It's just too hard to do time after time. It is. Yeah, and listen, I said this yesterday. And I think everybody, and, and again, that's what happens with your coach. Everybody's coming down hard on Frank Reich, the fourth down call, the tie last week, the fact that, you know, you come off that Jacksonville game, you do everything you can to try to start better, and you come out and, you know, basically for three quarters look awful on right. Sunday. Uh, and that's going to fall on the shoulders of the head coach, certainly. But at some point, and I think especially this weekend, when especially you were a part, Mike, of that embarrassment for them, that was an embarrassment for them on the field, embarrassment for their owner off the field. At some point, this is going to fall on the shoulders of the players of just stepping up and doing what everybody says they can, but unfortunately, on a consistent basis, they have failed to do. I guess maybe I'm making more about this game than what it is, but that's how I see it. I, that's where I see the level of importance of this game, you know, beyond just the losing streak in, in Jacksonville in general over the past handful of years. Well, it's, a, it's it's accountability, and we we saw what happened with the kicker on accountability. That, you know, he, he's unemployed right now. Uh, now you, it's it's not like you can cut a receiver or cut a defensive end or whatever. Yeah. It, that's harder to do, but at least that, that showed there is accountability, and they couldn't. They had to. What was it? Frank said it was a move we felt we had to make. Well, they did, and and I'm not convinced at all that they've gotten better at the position. They've gotten different, but there was kind of no, there was really good. It would have been really, really hard to bring the kicker back and say, we're going to let him work his way out of this. That didn't work really well for, for Vinatieri in 19. And and he had quite a few chips in on his side to, to, to buy some time. But these guys, you just can't. Again, it's 17 games. Yeah, it's a long season, but it's just 17. So you just can't keep letting situations slip by. And if you if you think you're what you're supposed to be, then you go down to Jacksonville, which they should have done in Houston. And you find you just it's a street fight, and you find a way to win 23-20. But until you do, it's just talk. It's just talk. And it isn't the players. How about a better pass rush? How about, you know, I, I didn't think the pass protection was all that bad. Somebody pointed out there were seven hits on Ryan. Well, he dropped back 54 times, you know, so you're going to get hit. That's just, that's a fact of life. Who was it? Uh, Stafford got sacked like five or six times and got hit 13 times. So, you know, and, and Brett, or, uh, Aaron Rodgers got, got beat up pretty good. So, but just go out there and play and do the things you're supposed to do. When plays are there, make them. And don't lean so heavily if you have to on Pittman and Taylor. And, and when the other receivers have a chance, you know, catch the ball. Boy, it's, it's, it's not that difficult. It's not that complicated, I should say. But uh, I, I, we've both said that we'll know a lot more about this team in the first month. 
I kind of thought it was going to be positive, knowing what we know about them. And there's still, I mean, in one game, there's still plenty of time, an opportunity to turn things around. But it's got to start sometime. And if it doesn't start in Jacksonville, then, then you're oh one and one, and you got Mahomes coming in here on you know next week, and it just doesn't get easier. So Mike Chapel with us. What do you think about the defense? And I'd said so much, talked so much about, for example, Yannick Ngakwe, and he was certainly pocketed by uh, Tunsil. There's no doubt about that, trying to come off the edge. Uh, rarely, if at all, did anything. And, you know, that big money up front defensive line, other than Grover Stewart, really didn't do much. I, I thought the secondary was all right. I thought Gilmore was okay, too. What did you think overall of what the defense looked like this past Sunday in Houston? Overall, okay. I mean, 20 points, That you know, that's enough to win. Pass rush wasn't nearly good enough. They didn't get any sacks until where they get the one by uh, EJ Speed, which yeah. really turned the game around. And then, then the, the Quiddy didn't get his until overtime, but at least he got him. So I, I, I was a little bit disappointed in the pass rush. Run defense was good, real good. And then they let O.J. Howard, who's like 50, get loose for two touchdowns, which was just inexcusable. So at first glance, okay, just okay, just okay. But again, they're, they're going to face a much, much better quarterback this week. And and by the way, Jacksonville's got a couple pretty good runners. So th- this is going to be a much better test. And it's funny, everybody was making fun of what's his name, Christian Kirk, the, the receiver yeah. that made Buku Bucks, had a pretty good game first time out. Yeah, so I wasn't. This, this I wasn't making fun run. of it. I wasn't making fun of it. <laughs> you can guarantee that. So I was not one. So. Yeah, but again, this this is a much, this will be a much more yeah. challenging offense than what they faced last week. No, and and you're absolutely right. I I talked to uh, Clay Harbor, who does a podcast, who's a former Jaguars tight end, and you know he made note of the fact that you know, there was so much across the NFL making fun of Jacksonville because if you remember when they signed Christian Kirk free agency wise, they kind of set the market really high again for sure. that position, and you had a lot of people complaining if you go all the way back to March when all this started. But he, he kind of, you know, backed it up. He had a really good first game, even in that loss for Jacksonville offensively this past Sunday. Yeah, you say that, that's what, and that's what players do. If, it, if you're going to get paid like that or, or the attention's on you, then what are you going to do when it's time to show folks? Well, you go out there and you put up whatever it was, six or seven catches and 120, 130 yards. So that, that's why, again, these guys, the, the Colts have, what, what everyone believes to be a, a pretty good roster. Okay, well, then it's, you know, you're in, in, in Pittman and Taylor were everything you expected last week. They, they were. But everybody else has got to step up and do more. Braden Smith has to play better. I think he played overall all right, but when a tackle play, has a couple of bad plays, they can, they can cripple you. Uh, so I, I'm really, really interested to see how these guys respond. Uh, you know, they're very, like 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 you mentioned with Shaq's comments, they're really trying to not stir things up, I guess, if that's what you want to say. I don't know. I mean, again, Jonathan Taylor made it very clear that they remember. So some, some players do and some, some players aren't talking about it, but it's all about how you play. And if they go out there and, and play it as they did after they got things going, you know, into the third quarter and, and through the rest of the game, they were pretty good. I, I looked at. 517 yards was like 
eighth most in the in in the indie indie era. And remember, they've had some pretty good quarterbacks there with Manning and Luck. But twenty points ain't going to cut it, and you can't leave you know points on the field, especially on the road. Uh, so I want to see how these guys respond after not getting it done the first week against a really an inferior opponent. Yeah, there is no doubt. Are they better? Oh, we're going to have one one hell of a Monday around here. Know what I mean? It Seems just, like just, we've been in that position before, though. I think I've said these words before. It can, it can just get out of hand. That, that's the problem. And the fan base wants to believe. They really do. And it's up to the team to give them a reason to believe. And it's, it's that you don't do that by going to Houston and having the first tie in, in the indie era. That's, you know, that's just not the way you do it because there's going to be much, much tougher games, much, much tougher weeks yeah. than Houston on the road. And the first one is Jacksonville on the road. No doubt about that. Mike Chappell of CBS four and Fox 59. He's on the Andy Moore automotive group hotline. We'll find out what happens. I, you, know, I, you, know, again, you know what I learned that's really important today, though? What's that? I've got Amazon Prime. Do you really? I've got, you get uh, that my, at Beach Grove? My, my, well, my step's saying we, we, we've got Roku and we've got – see, I'm, I'm still the dinosaur that I don't stream that much. I still got all the AT&T because I, like the, 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 I, I like that. But he's got me right. Amazon Prime and Disney and Netflix and all these things that I – occasionally watch so i can it, it to me it's a pain in the ass to have to flip over to roku but at least i can flip over to roku i have a roku stick i should say my daughter my 12 year old daughter laney has a roku stick in her room and i i kick her out all the time because i watch pluto <laughs> tv and i watch all the old on a loop nonstop andy griffith in black and white and Family yeah. ties from the '80s episodes. I watch an old like Barker era Prices Rights, but I don't think we have ordered. We have Hulu. I think we have Netflix, but we don't have Amazon Prime. So I'm assuming okay, I'm going to have to go I, home I and get that. I made a mistake because about a month ago I put uh, uh, AMC Plus on there. I did. I did the and I'm one of the guys that they do this for. I, I did the free trial. Yeah, I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch that Dark Winds series, which is really pretty good. Well, then, then I forgot to cancel it, so now I got charged for the for, for a month like an idiot. Cause I, and I'm the people they do that for because they figure they're going to at least get you for that month you forget to cancel it. But uh, there's some great stuff on there. There really is. I um I wonder how the numbers, and nobody really cares about that, I guess, but when I'm thinking about it, how the numbers – and I mentioned this earlier. If this were on Fox or NBC, you know – Whatever the else, roof. the numbers will be through the roof. There's no doubt yep. because this is a great matchup. I wonder how how the things numbers wise will look being on Amazon Prime like that. Well, it's just, it, it it just can't be as strong anywhere near as strong because of the access. No doubt. I, I, I would think. I tell you one thing that they paid the kind of money they paid the bazillion dollars to have exclusive rights on Thursday. They're getting pretty good games, aren't they? So, uh, you know, that, yeah. that was a byproduct of paying out the nose for that. So at least we're going to get good games on Thursday instead of the Jets and Jacksonville or somebody. Well, you know, one of these days, very, very soon, this is going to be the protocol to watch games just like I this. I know, I know, yeah, I know. It's coming. So that, my, it my, is. Money, talk, money talks, and that's going to that, dedicate, 
It's, yeah. it's, that that that's where we're going because that that's what money that's where money says we go. You, you think about Pacer fans too that that don't have it on Direct TV or on whatever Comcast they might have or or whatever are going to have to if they want to watch the Pacers this year pay twenty bucks a month to get uh, Bally Sports, you know, Indiana and all the right. other Bally Sports channels. But still, that's a pretty large nugget. A little chunk of change right there for you. It is twenty bucks. Is. Now, I, yeah. I, I've, I've been able to watch Pacers because part of my AT and T, I get that. Yeah, uh, Fox Sports One or whatever. I can't whatever it is. Yeah, I do but, too. Uh, I, I get it on Directv, and I have. That's the only reason. My mom, my mom down in, in Green County, changed to Directv because Dish Network dropped Bally, and she uh, switched to that just so she could watch the Pacers. So um, not not particularly this year, but in in years past, but. That's where we're going, buddy. No doubt about that. They're, Mike, I appreciate you as they're always. Gonna, they're going to drag us kicking and screaming into the future. <laughs> no doubt, buddy. Appreciate you, Mike. Thank you. Later. So Mike Chapel of CBS4 and Fox 59 is with us. There's Gary Harris Seniors in the house over there doing a little eating. Doing a little eating action. Yeah, I like that little eating action going on. Mac is in the house. Daryl's in here. I want to thank Daryl again for the $50 donation to Teacher's Treasures. Thank you very much, Daryl. Uh, we're at Joe's Grill. We're in Fishers on 116 and Brook School Road. Hey, keep in mind, tomorrow we're going to be at Taylor's Pub. We're over in Nora off of Westfield Boulevard. I've got Chiefs and Colts tickets coming at you tomorrow with our Bud Light Blue Friday. Again, Taylor's Pub. I think I had mentioned last week it was someplace else, but Taylor's Pub, what is that, 86th Street and Westfield Boulevard, right? Right there. Taylor's Pub coming up tomorrow. That's a Bud Light Blue Friday. Chiefs and Colts tickets for you tomorrow, too. And remember, I'll retweet the link. JMV Takeover shirts are now on sale to benefit Teacher's Treasures with the shop in Broad Ripple and Carmel. JMV Takeover t-shirts. I will retweet that link, and you guys can sign up and get yourself while they last a JMV Takeover t-shirt to benefit Teacher's Treasures. Live at Joe's Grill, we're in Fishers on a large city bourbon locks and Luna Azul tequila shots Thursday. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Shout out to Dwayne Williams. VIP prize pack 50-50 in betting and dining. Courtesy of Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino at Anderson. Golfaxi, the win. It was a 460. The place was 320. Showed it 260. Sullenberger placed at 340. Showed it 240. Luck was a $3 show. The $2 exacto payout went for 240. The 50-cent trifecta payout was at 860. There it is, your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day joe's grill we're in fishers today 116 and brooks school road brent halverson of heaven hill distillery rejoins us man good to see those dudes that we ran into pre-covid pre-covid anything seems like it's like 10 years ago it really does i always have a hard time like figuring out when was the last time was that last year or is yeah. that three years ago now because yeah that two-year blurb what we had you know? it's exactly right pretty crazy i pretty remember crazy. that we were off of mass ave yeah. that was the, that was a pretty good time there we too. did the uh we certified uh well, yes, for for wise did. guys down there and then uh what's his uh bernie lovers was he, with us. Yes. he came down to do it yeah. he was bourbon through bluegrass and we had Bernie on air with us for a little while. Yeah, it was fun. That was we'll a to do good, another one that was coming. That up was a good time. Down yes, it there was. Too. Absolutely was. It was.
was, man. It was good to have Nally and Miller back. That that no, you you feel the start of the football season when we're hanging with Nellie and Miller. And we got some opportunities to do that again, I think, in upcoming dates, right? We do. Uh, so next Thursday, we'll have our Larson and Lock Moomazel shot show at the Joe's Grill in Castleton. Right. And then we're going to follow that up two weeks out, John. Mm-hmm. We're going to be down back at our friend Tom Sutton's place at Coach's Tavern. Right. That's a dual show. So that is going to be a tavern tour slash. Two. Two Larson for two right Lock there. Moomazel shot show. Tommy S. Yep. Absolutely. Tommy S. didn't even call you out with the Vikings beating the Packers last you week. You know, he didn't, and I respect that because, you know, I, 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 you know, we try not to, you don't want to jab it in somebody. Yeah, you know, right, it's right. just week one. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, moving forward, we'll have a good little uh, good little talk back and forth. So Man. We'll, we'll bring that up to him. How about Man, that's that? awesome. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Expectation for the Chargers and the Chiefs later on tonight. I think you're going to see a shootout, high score and a fair. I mean, if you look last week, what uh, Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his yardage, 389 or something like that. Uh, Herbert was over 300. He had three touchdowns. You know, there's some prop bets out there I've been peeking at, John, where you can bet both of them to throw over at 250 yards apiece together. I love that bet right there. It's almost even money, maybe a little bit on the plus side. The Keenan Allen has an effect not being a part of that tonight. I think it does for the fact that it's going to hurt hurt and help Mike Williams. Mike Williams didn't have a good week last week. I think he's going to stand out now, Yeah. but I think you're going to see a lot of guys like uh, Gerald Everett, the tight end. I think he's going to have a big game. You're going to have a lot of dump passing, but if, if uh, Kansas City comes out strong like they have been, it's going to be going downfield, and Mike Williams is going to be your guy that you're going to down there. So um, I look for a shootout, and again, I can't, I, I'm looking forward to it just like I was at uh, that Bills-Rams uh, game last week. This has that same firepower. Yeah, the one thing that stood out to me regarding the Chiefs last week is they, they showed no signs of a hangover without Tyreek Hill. Not at all. Whatsoever. And I, I love what they did in the offseason. They went out and found a couple of dudes, a couple of wide-receiving veterans, um, one, you know, obviously with the Packers and uh, Valdez Scantling and then Juju Smith-Schuster to try to fill that gap that was left. And then Travis Kelsey just had a big afternoon at the expense of the Cardinals last week. You know, Kelsey, Kelsey, <laughs> he's just a horse, right? Yeah, like, he is. Just go to him every time. And that's kind of, that seems to be a home's blanket, safety blanket there. So uh, we'll see. MVS didn't do a whole lot last week. And uh, Juju, I think they're, they're, yeah. they're deemed for a big game too. So. Uh, Clyde uh, uh, Hilaire, right? Yeah. Edwards Hilaire. He came out strong pretty, you know, last week as well. And I don't know. I, I, it, again, I think it's going to be a, um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I love the over tonight. You got to love the over. Can't, you cannot bet the under against Patrick Mahomes. He can do it himself. Yeah, I'm telling you. And like I said, I thought their offense against Arizona, and rightly so, because I guess you can. I thought they toyed with Arizona a great deal. I mean, he, Andy Reid looked like he opened up a lot of that playbook without Tyreek Hill too I mean he had some underhanded throws and all that other stuff that normally we see Patrick Mahomes doing at such a high level had that working this past Sunday oh absolutely and you know what I, I love Andy Reid I love watching him you know the walrus right like he, yeah he brings that he's smart like he brings those plays he knows his strengths and you got Patrick Mahomes you just put him to work figure it out Tyreek's gone you know what they didn't need him they didn't miss a beat with him so We'll see how it works. Miami, big surprise, of course, last week. Oh, we'll see if surprise. they can uh, go go 2-0. Uh, nice offense right there in Miami. And then, obviously, we're looking within the AFC South, and you got the Texans and the Colts with a tie and the other two teams with losses. Uh, Tennessee's in a tough spot right here. Coming off that loss, Randy Bullock misses that f- uh, field goal attempt last week. Uh, they lose at home to the Giants, and now you've got Buffalo 
So that's problematic. That is problematic. That's going to be a, a tall task right there, if you will. So well, You would certainly think so. Anything else stand out? The, the Pittsburgh game, getting getting points for the Steelers. I, I'm not a believer in the Steelers, but I think I'm even less of a believer in New England, for example. I am too. And, and you know, that's one of those true games where we get toyed with by Vegas, right? We like, do. Why is that line like that? They want you to take Pittsburgh, right? Because Pittsburgh's a dog. Weird. Opened up uh, New England minus one. Money's on New England. Hey, that's why they play him, John. We'll see what happens. Thanks for everything, hey, buddy. Pleasure, man. It's Brent Halverson. By the way, we got to shoot videos, apparently. We're shooting videos Monday. Monday. So everybody stay tuned for there, some good commercials. we got some coming videos at coming at you, too. Hey, the Jamby Takeover t-shirts, we're going to do one sometime, I think. Larceny Bourbon Double Shot Power on it. But the Jamby Takeover t-shirt is out there right now to benefit Teacher's Treasures. I just sent the link out. Go ahead and order yours now. That's awesome. I love JMV it. JMV Takeover t-shirt. Larceny Bourbon Double Shot Power right there with Brent Halvers. And I want to thank both Nally and Miller for having us. Joe's Grill is your spot tonight. Amazon Prime has it for you. Chargers and the Chiefs right here at Joe's Grill. We're in Fishers. Tomorrow at Nora Taylor's Pub, Bud Light Blue Friday. We've got tickets for the Chiefs and the Colts. Great to see everybody. Thank you, Kyle. Fantastic job. Kylan, Siana, Devin, Kyle back at the station. Great job. Back with you tomorrow at 3. Have a great night. Enjoy tonight's game.